right, you bunch of yahoos. Strap yourselves in for another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. In other words, shut up, sit up, and pay attention. And welcome back to another episode of Toxic Masculinity. I am here with my co-host, the man of men, the, the guy that scares everyone else, the guy with the most unruly mustache, Don the Predator Fry. And yours truly here, Dan to be Severn. And we have a couple, oh, we're here to entertain, offend, defend anybody and everyone. These are merely our opinions. So if we uh, offend some people, well, put your bad panties on because the title said it all in toxic masculinity. And our two special guests this evening, we have Mr. Todd Stanley and Mr. Kevin Gilligan. And we're on, going to be talking about the topic of Sasquatch. You heard it right there, folks. Sasquatch. Saskatchewan? Well, <laughs> I, I think that's part of where, I think, Todd, is that the area that you go up into, up into Canada? Which area did he say? Saskatchewan. Oh, no, 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 no. No? no okay. Okay, I just thought it was an opportunity to talk, talk about, you know, yeah, I, I know it's up, up, up in the Canadian aspect for where you end up going there, but uh, Todd, mm. Mr. Todd said, well, start to clue us in a little bit on this. Uh, when when did you start, how long ago did you start this uh, this search for, or I, I, again, I don't know, was, was a search for you? What what made you want to go I'm into this, uh, room, this field of uh, Sasquatch and, and and trying to find Sasquatch and, and the, 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 all the information that you have about him. Quinn. It's, it's pretty simple. I, I was uh, studying biology at the University of Alberta, and I, I, I was certain that I could prove there was no ecological niche for a species, a primate species like this, to survive in. So I went out to prove they didn't exist. And oh, wow. I, started, I started working, I started understanding the biology and, and understanding there's plenty of space for thousands of primates like this or other hominids more specifically to survive in and then i started working with the greatest trackers not arguably that have ever lived the cree native well the native americans and the first nations people here in canada we call them they're the greatest wilderness hunters and trackers that have ever lived and they all know this species is real and it was a matter of them earning my respect and 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 vice versa that uh all these people convinced me and then through my own evidence and and filming them uh, I became aware that this hominid, intelligent, incredible, amazing species exists. And what's really inspired me and pushed me on, initially, I thought this was going to be easy. I thought they were, you know, a bunch of apes running around in the wilderness. And what I've come to discover is it's no wonder we haven't made this discovery because they are literally living at a higher level of connectivity to nature and to earth. And to we're starting to understand things now about even about psychic awareness, telepathy, empathic awareness. Uh, communication between individuals and these these this species of hominid have mastered this a long time ago so as an example that we were kind of talking about earlier if a hunter went out to hunt them they would immediately understand your intent and i'm at the point now where i can be very public about this and explain to people that you could walk up on a domesticated stupid cow that knows nothing about wilderness if you walk up on a cow gingerly they won't mind if you get down on the ground and crawl towards that cow and start stalking or being predatorial towards it, it'll react. And that's yes. a cow. You know, when you talk about a highly evolved, intelligent species that lives based on the law of survival of the fittest. And that's something you guys know about because you're both heavyweight champions. What it took to be the fittest survival of the fittest. And, and these are the elite 
elite, best wilderness survival experts that have ever lived. They are far better trackers than any man has ever been. And when you come into their backyard, they've been taught and learned, and it's it's their ring. The whole the whole area is their ring. Their survival is based on their knowledge of that place, and you're dealing with beings that are at, at a level of incredible connectivity to the earth and to nature, which is why I'm so passionate about this discovery, because I know that this discovery can help mankind move back to nature, connect with the earth, connect with, get away from domestication, get back into our power, into our, into our connectivity to the earth. And, and that's why uh, this discovery is so important. And I do shows like this. So they got the complete and ultimate situational awareness going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, even, even Don, uh, as an American, I don't think you could even understand what freedom really is like they do. They have no possessions. Nobody owns them. They don't pay taxes. They don't give. And, and you know, this don't is say this that, man. The government will be hunting them down. In a week. Right, right. Because this is toxic masculinity. They don't give a fuck about the parameters and bullshit that governments and even other people put on us. And if they, if they don't like something, if something pisses them off, then survival of the fittest, the toughest, baddest ass son of a bitch makes the decision. And, and that's, that's powerful in nature. That's why bears and mountain lions and wolves are so tough. They survive out in these harsh environments and people don't give them credit. Even as a hunter, what do you hunt? Deer, elk? Right. Oh, you, you, get, a right. Mountain, you can get a mountain lion tag, you know, and a bear tag, you know, but uh, right. they're hard to come by. <laughs> you know, you can carry that tag around in your wallet for two years. Three years, you yeah. know, they give up yeah. on it. Yeah, and, and you know, you're 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 dealing with literally the Sasquatch, uh, our species that are so highly evolved and and so up that I, I mean, I, I make no qualms about it. the species is real, and and just like you guys do, just like you guys said when you were fighters, I'm the best in the world. You want you want me to prove it? Come and step in the ring with me, bitch. And that's what I tell people. Don't take my word for it. Come out with me, and I will show you a Sasquatch. I did it in my movie. Movie. I did it with PhDs. I did it with Survivor Man, and I'll, and I and I do it every year. I take people out and I show them a Sasquatch. That's my ring. That's where I and and I am the ultimate heavyweight champion of the world when it comes to Sasquatch. Because if I prove they're real, then I win. And if somebody else proves they're real, you just proved me right. So I can't be defeated. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's this discovery is coming. People are gonna. It's gonna happen. Humanity is ready for it. We need it holy shit do we need this discovery like domestication syndrome is a sickness and the sheep are starting to run the show and i'm fucking terrified about it scaring me it's sad it's sad yeah you're you're nobody unless you're a victim don have you seen some of the footage that uh that todd has no sir no sir no we got to get you uh we got to get you hooked up with discovering bigfoot the uh the documentary yeah Um, todd describe so i mean we're talking about how how big are these these this species todd i mean what what are we talking about because how stealth they are how how they're able to you know not not be not they we can't find them you know yeah well they, they have no trouble evading humanity people are and even 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 when they show themselves i have footage of sasquatch the sasquatch have shown themselves to for sure at least tens of thousands of people and when we come out we say we saw a sasquatch nobody believes us part of part of the part of the thing that that makes them afraid of us is they do show themselves to people and and people go out and tell other people and nobody believes us because we're so goddamn deceitful and deceptive 
and and they don't they don't have that ability to be deceptive like that because they're in total communication with one another at all times. They can actually they they mind speak is what it's called. And if if people aren't aware of the reality of mind speak of telepathy, you're living in the dark ages. Princeton's been doing this. Uh, all the major universities in the world are now acknowledging the absolute fact that you can mind speak with animals, you can mind speak with people. I can sit down with anybody in five minutes, prove to them that they're empathic. The, the biggest, dumbass, domesticated person in the world. I'll show him five different ways that he's been empathic. Oh, in Tony, his life. he's talking about you. You're up, Tony. You're up. <laughs> but uh, you know, so the, the be, becoming free and honest and open is is what this species represents when we start to acknowledge them and and when we start to cooperate with them when they start coming out and. And, and they are trying to do that. They're trying to communicate with me right now. That's why I'm here. I wouldn't be here if they didn't walk out and communicate and show themselves. Every year I take people out and the Sasquatch choose to show themselves these people that come out with me. And uh, <clears throat> they're doing that because they they see the sickness. They feel what's going on in the world and, and they can help. And, and that's why I train people. That's why I take people out. And uh, this this knowledge needs to get out there. I, I wake up every day working for this discovery because I know it's gonna it's gonna change the world. This is gonna this is causing a paradigm shift back to everything that made us in the first place. You know, fuck social media, fuck all this this stuff where children are, you know, cutting themselves and damaging themselves and messing up their heads. We got to get back to nature. Nick Nick Diaz is the perfect example. Man, I'd love to meet that kid because he needs to get back to the wilderness. That's his problem. Is he so? He's in the society. He's like a, he's like a wild animal. You people don't know this. You can't domesticate zebras. Ninety percent of species cannot be domesticated, and that's what people like Nick Diaz and a lot of other fighters. They're just like wild, and you try to put drugs and shit in them, and that's horseshit. You're fighting their natural self, their natural way to be, and and that's how they need to get out to nature and reconnect. And I can I can show people that. Don't take that Ritalin and. And those drugs that the doctors are prescribing you. Medicine doesn't work unless you're sick. Medicine, they're happy. COVID's a miracle. You know how much money these guys have made with COVID? Trillions of dollars. They're rich, you know? Right, right. So uh, it's, it, pharmacies and, and Medicare doesn't make a goddamn dime when you're healthy and you feel good. And it, that comes through mental, spiritual, and physical health, right? And that's what, that's what these beings do. They're free to do that. And uh, I, I hope in my lifetime I can learn to be a quarter as free and as open as they are and, and to teach that to humanity that can you imagine if we all just didn't fucking lie? If we just told the truth, you know, like I can say that's unheard of in government alone there. Todd, well, that's you know, that's the premise of our show. Yeah. That's yeah. the premise yeah. of our yeah. show. Masculinity, you know, and uh, that's why people people hate it because uh, they, they can't handle the truth. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we have a tendency of rubbing our faces into it. But, but when you were going to the University of Alberta in the beginning, were what were you pursuing, like academically? That that was the something that had to do with uh, uh, psychology or doing something with uh, wildlife. Yeah, we, it was. Well, I started in engineering, and I real when I realized engineering was staring at a computer screen all day writing programs. I really I gravitated away from that, and I went into the biology. They did study psychology. So you could define a woman. Did I find a woman in university? No, you can no, define no, one. You can define a woman. That's, that's, that's the newest yeah. joke there in uh, society that uh, they're looking for definitions. You know, they're asking all these intelligent people support, you know, that are around associated with the White House that, you know, can you define what a woman is? And they're like, oh, I'm not a biologist. I think it was like the 
dumbest people, and, and these are people that are leading our country. I'm thinking, oh my God. Oh. Well, I, I, I'd like to define that. I think I think a woman is someone who embraces their their beautiful feminine side as well as embraces a man's masculinity and his strength. I think that's the I think that's the perfect kind of union. And maybe I'm old fashioned to think that, but uh, you know, I. I have a I have an amazing girlfriend and I've had amazing relationships and, and when a woman is feminine and beautiful and and in her feminine power and even allows me to be not toxic but just masculine you know let me be let me be the protector let me be the even like we were designed that way I'm bigger and stronger than a woman because I'm a hunter I'm a gatherer I'm a protector and it's in my nature to be strong like that and and a woman that allows me to embrace that is is powerful i think and that's right. that's a great relationship yeah, in my absolutely. opinion absolutely yeah she's gonna let you be a man without uh you know cowering down to you yeah you know yeah and, and absolutely stand you. up to me you know yeah. call my call my bullshit like this is a relationship let's grow together but but also you know i i can't the worst thing a, a, my girlfriend could ever do to me is if i if i hurt her feelings and she cries i feel like the biggest asshole in the world if she lifts me off and calls me names it doesn't hurt as much as my masculinity harming that beautiful femininity because that's really i feel it's my job as a protector as 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 the male to to protect my children to protect my my mate to a certain extent and i don't if i if i if i truly give them harm that damages my masculinity doesn't it right sure it does so. yeah yeah no it's and 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 I feel I feel the Sasquatch are teaching me that. I mean, they're literally the reason the reason I'm getting such tremendous success and so many other people aren't, is they're literally my teachers. <clears throat> I'm their student. All I do that that old expression when the student is ready, the master will appear. It also goes to another level where when the student is ready for the knowledge, the master will teach it. Right? You don't even 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 in fighting, it it, it translates. You don't teach somebody an arm bar when they're not ready when they're gonna bust some. I, I, actually, I taught somebody actually had this happen i was a doorman i grew up with the ufc by the way i was studying uh jujitsu and i saw the very first ufc and the second one where you were in dan but <clears throat> i remember teaching a doorman that i was working with a chokehold i never put him in a chokehold so one day there's a fight he grabs this kid puts him in a chokehold lifts him up the kid goes unconscious the kid's dangling there i run towards him i yell drop him drop him so he lets the kid go unconscious <laughs> head bounces right off the ground right <laughs> broke his nose <laughs> and there I'm, I'm, the, the student wasn't ready and the master was teaching it. And you know what I mean? So yep. you learn those lessons. And that's that's what I've learned to be with Sasquatch is be a good student. Go out there and, and look for knowledge and understanding. And when you're ready, they'll teach it to you. Because as much as you guys, I bet you guys love to teach fighting. You love to talk about fighting. It's your passion. And it's something that you want to promote. You guys want to promote the UFC. You want the UFC to do well in healthy ways. <laughs> which I understand are tremendous. It's not quite on that right now. Well, but, hey, I gotta say that, that would, that, that could be a whole different discussion right now because yeah. there's, there's a lot of uh, qualms of uh, the UFC really not taking care of their, their athletes, uh, especially in, I'll say that really has come up more and more in the more uh, recent years at the time, like when Don and I did it, it was just, it was just an opportunity. This is mm -hmm. what they were, they were paying at the time. We didn't bitch, uh, bitch or, or, or complain. We just went out there and did, just did our thing. And yeah. uh, but but now when they're starting to look at 
what what these athletes are being paid compared to other combat sports like boxer kickboxing but then you look at even other professional athletes like uh, american football uh soccer players and things of nature you know the the uh the mathematical equations are, are are not even close so i can understand where a lot of athletes are you know they've got their qualms right there but i always tell people no one put a gun to my head to say it's uh, said to me that I have to go in there or else. I mean, it was kind of like going, I went in there free will. And, and uh, I think we had a part, part of that conversation at a different time where, I mean, Todd, I didn't tell a single family member what I was doing at the time because I didn't want them to be nervous about that. And then, you know, just the, and how the story goes is two of my uncles happened to stumble on, on that USC event and they make a phone call over to my parents' house and my father, who never answers the phone call, Answer the phone, happens to answer it that night. And my uncle's like, Go, well, do you know where your, your, your son's at? And first off, I got four other brothers, so I had to go through the list there a little bit. And like, <laughs> no, they're like, No, Danny. And then my dad's like, What well, did you have a cold water? Blah, blah, blah. And my, and my uncle's like, No, he's about to climb in this cage. He's about to do this. And my uncle and my dad's like, What the hell? You know, he can't believe this. And But after each match, you know, my uncle's called back, Well, you know, he won. He, he's okay. Oh, he lost. He's okay. Well, Todd, here I am at 37 years of age. I get back home and I have a message to call your father. Now, that's not normally usually a, a very good message just to say, call your father. And here I am at 37 years of age, being basically being bitched at by my father for making him nervous. So it just goes to show you it's a term of endearment because it doesn't matter how big and bad you think you are, you're either mom's little boy or daddy's little boy yeah. at that point in time. And, and, I was, look, look up and I was 30 years old. Uh, well, Dan got me a couple when I was 28, 29, but I got into the UFC. Dan got me in the UFC when I was 30. I had to go over with Becky Levi um, and ask my parents' permission to uh, to uh, fight. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard this one before, Dan. Yeah, this is yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my, and uh, so we pitched the story, you know, pitched it, pitched it. And my dad looks at my mom and says, we might as well let him. The boy's going to do what he wants to do anyways, you know. <laughs> that's great I, I feel i feel like uh it's not a feeling obviously you guys you guys uh, buried a mythos when it comes to fighting about how grapplers and how real fighting is because you know I, I was i grew up knowing that you know all, all the stuff we were seeing was just absolute bullshit you know it's, it's more of a dance than a than a real fight i remember my shidoshi who taught me we, we had two golden glove boxers were fighting. He goes, watch, I bet you within 30 seconds, they'll be rolling around the ground. They won't know what the hell to do. And he was right. These two guys latched onto each other, no referee to pull them apart. And they're looking like Nancy's trying to punch each other. And then he said, I could teach you how to fight on the ground like that. I could teach you how to fight really with that. That would be your home where you'd be comfortable. And well, uh, so I, I'm, I'm grateful that you guys went out it? there and proved the reality of, 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 of what's going on with fighting. Well, the comp is... I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Well, what, what, what is, are you going to give me seniority because of the gray hair? Yes, now, sir. Now, yes, now? sir. <laughs> okay. So uh, what we said there uh, on that, Todd, I mean, it's it just, see, I lost my train of thought. What, what's up with that right now? Dad, it, that little interruption just it lost my train of thought. I'll take advantage right. of it. I'll take advantage of it. Well, Dan, oh, okay. Dan, and I, Dan and I had the competitive factor. You know, I mean, you, you hear these people say, oh, I should have went to the UFC or I could have done this. I could have done that. If you were really the competitor that you claim to be, you'd have done it. Right. You know, I, right. I say that no, so you're much. Absolutely step, correct. In, step in the ring, bitch. Step oh, in the ring. Okay. Put up or shut up. 
I live by that. Yeah, what you're talking about before about the the combat aspect. I, I always tell, say that I always tell, tell people I was basically a one trick pony, knowing that I was just a grappler when I walked out there. I, I never, mm. you know, I, I was never going to win, win a, a match with my fisticuffs. But I always, when you watch combat sports like boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, karate, kung fu, that that gentleman or that woman out there in that striped shirt gets more of a workout than what the athletes do because they spend more time separating the two athletes there's like no 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 fellas no 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 ladies there's none of this huggy squeezy type action take place got to back up we got to punch kick knee elbow but i always tell people that i was good at not getting hit to get to that clinch to get to that takedown or to get to that jam them up against that cage wall and Mm -hmm. as a grappler my skill set's just commencing Mm -hmm. i'm in my home turf right now because the moment that, that they're clinched, taken down, or jammed up against that, that cage wall, you neutralize 90-plus percent of their arsenal. Any striker worth their weight has got to have space to create that motion, to, to throw those punches and things of that nature. I mean, it's... Uh, agility. They need agility. Yeah, yeah and movement. Except for, except for Don. You know, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, the guy was good. That close, close quarter combatants, <laughs> dirty, that dirty boxing. That phrase always uh, stupefies me. Dirty boxing, all boxing's dirty, God yeah, exactly. Damn. Exactly, I mean, dirty boxing. Come on, it's it's all dirty. God damn, that just it makes that phrase makes no sense to me at all. No, but, yeah, but, a fight I want to see is I know that the uh, the Sasquatch, uh, they have a dominant male and he does have to fight off his uh, his competition. I was I was around for <clears throat> such an event where I was up on the mountains and I heard these two Sasquatch fighting and what I saw on the trackway after was grappling. I saw them pushing against each other, shoving against each other, uh, trying to move each other. Maybe even in in the, in the trackway that I saw it was uh, a lot kind of sumo like. But uh, man, I'd love to see that because these guys, when you're when you're these guys are over nine feet tall, they weigh around 900 pounds. They're literally minimum twice as strong as a gorilla. And to see an altercation like that happen between these two behemoths, even even what was awesome, too, was I saw. So the Sasquatch, uh, I call him Seeger now that runs my troop. He's about nine foot three and he's about 920 pounds. He fought a Sasquatch. That was easily nine foot ten, outweighed him by a hundred pounds. And how did he win? I guarantee you, it was technique, it was timing, right? It was it was a wiser, older individual who just knew how to move, and maybe even had a bigger heart. More is at stake for him to so protecting and guarding his family. Yeah. This other guy walking around with a heart on. But there's there's so many layers of of what I have studied and watched in fighting in the UFC that I apply to my life. This is this is no coincidence. I'm here. I was, I'm a huge fan of the USC. I've, I've, I've loved it my whole life. I've always been so grateful for it. I, I, I'm the guy that my buddies and I, uh, like, we're just joking. I, I, I like to fight. Like I have a buddy of mine. He's some kind of Jukondo or my, my new friend's a ninjutsu guy. I took him on an expedition. I was like, let's fight. He goes, what do you mean? I go, let's really, like, I really want to see what you're made of. Cause we're friends and let's test each other's metal. Why can't we? Athletes go have a race. You're doing 100 yards. I'll beat you. Let's have an altercation, and let's just be friends after and see who wins. And yes. and I've always been good with that. It's fun with me. I love that. You, you, don't you get to know somebody when you really 
don't you you get to know them in a special kind of spiritual masculine way i'd like to ask you guys that don't well, you so change to, when to, you to, win to, a war like to, that <laughs> my question my, my first quick question to todd they'll, they'll let uh Don answer that is it hard for you to keep friends yeah <laughs> <laughs> with, no. with this with no. this collision type of my, <laughs> Well, no, now that we're buddy buddies, let's fight. Yeah, was like going, well, <laughs> I, uh, I've known uh, Kevin for probably 27 years. I, I don't think that's crossed my mind <laughs> to say, well, hey, let's go, let's go fight, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to lie, but, you know, uh, I, I know you guys are, uh, I, I would I would love to wrestle and learn techniques from you guys. There's, there's always a level, right? And, and you know, there's, when, when I'm, I have, I have really good friends. Like every time I, I four times I've, I have friends that are four of my friends right now and we've all fought and uh, it's just, it doesn't have to be even, even why fight angry? Right. What's the point? You know, it's not, it's, it's, you train for fighting. Why can't we go have fun? I could take a shot. I, Hey, I had, I had a big black eye shiner from an elbow. I caught, I was like, man, Hey, great shot. I, w- I was like holding that around. Like I was like proud. I took pictures of it. My kid, I taught my kid a spinning back fist and he caught me and I was so, he was like three years old and he hit me with a spinning back fist as I was doing the dishes. I'm like, man, that I was, that was a bad, I have pictures. That's a badge of honor. So it's in my blood. You said your son was three at this time. He was three and he hit me with a spit. I was, I was down doing the dishes and he just thought he hit me with a spinning back fist. I was just teaching him and he clocked me. Like, boom. I was like, Whoa. Well, how low is your sink? How low is that <laughs> sink? Yeah. How low is your sink that you're down there? Your three the old kid. I was unloading the dishwasher. Oh. I was bent right down, right? And he just, he's like, Hey, he, he, he lined me up. He's like, you're right there. Boom. It was like, it was proper. I was like, Damn boy, proper. But uh, <laughs> must been watching the must have been watching clips of John Jones that they're just spinning yeah. back elbow, or spinning back fist. Yeah, yeah. But isn't isn't that isn't that the warrior spirit? Like, how do you turn that off when you feel it when it's in your blood to be like a warrior has that battling? You guys must feel that. Like you guys walked into the ring like the ultimate warriors in the ultimate setting. I can't even imagine how that would feel. Yeah, but now you. Yeah. Yeah, Don, Don, go ahead. I mean, it, it, it expressed your how, how you, I mean, how you either psych yourself up or how you transitioned uh, from, no, from gonna... meek, mild man, or Don Fry to the predator. Hey, Don Fry is not transitioning, okay, buddy? There's no transition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no... I forgot. You still identified as a male this morning. That's okay. right. That's right. Oh, my God. It's just, uh, you know, nowadays it's hard because uh, somebody talks shit, gets you to, to uh, to go after them and then they sue you. You know you're naked yeah, and yeah. shitting on the street. You know, comedy. <laughs> well, but I, mean, I find I find barking little dogs. They they have. I have nothing to prove with that. I, right, that doesn't. Right. Um, I know they can get under your skin if it gets to family and stuff. But those barking little dogs, because that's that's not the point. When oh. I see when I see greatness in a in a warrior, and I I can just even it was on the I played football too, and I got to experience that a lot. When I got on the field, it was like going to war. Yeah. And uh, after it was all respect because they even my competitors brought me up to another level, and I just admired that. So yeah. e- even even I could go to war with all these people now, right? Because you're in America, you're 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 battling with Americans. At one point, you have to stand up for America, and you guys go together hand in hand. And now you've 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 iron sharpens iron, right? Right. You absolutely. guys have tested each other's metal. Absolutely. Now you now you know because even even with my friends that I talk about, I know those boys. I've seen them out in the wilderness. I trust them because I've fought them and I've tested their metal, and they're, they're tough sons of bitches. Those guys, they have that heart where they would like die to win, you know, and uh, and and that's that's built that's helped me build a powerful relationship with people, 
And uh, I'm sure you guys must have experienced that. Oh, yeah, but we do it to people uh, at equal uh, equal standings, you know? I mean, for us to, you don't know how many times some fucking idiot come up and says, hit me, hit me, I want to see what it feels like getting hit by Don Fry. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. That's 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 the price of fame, right? I, right. I get idiots to say stupid shit like that, too, yeah. but they'll... People like that just can never understand, and and there's no integrity in that. It's weak. Yeah. It just it stinks, you know. And well, I, I heard I got removed you know? from a UFC recently because someone tried to pick a fight with you. Oh man, yeah. crazy. <laughs> Say uh, Mike Tyson probably had the most recent. Yeah, that was uh, beautiful. Occurrence <laughs> on, on an airplane. Yeah, did did that in all that well for the gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was, uh, that was quite a video. Yeah. And everybody had their cell phones out, and I, I forget everything. Basically, fell back upon the uh, the the, the barking dog, as, as you guys were talking about the barking dog, the Chihuahua that was instigating everything. So he just yeah. deserved it, and uh, you know, life goes on. Well, talk talking yeah. about UFC two, UFC two seventy four. Um, who you guys? Who you guys like it? You know, uh, between uh, some of the headline it, fights, this it's a packed card, man. They got so many good fights on this card Saturday night. Yeah, with with Gagey. Uh, is Gagey the main event, right? Yeah, Gagey Oliveira. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like got, I like uh, them both, but you know, I mean, I gotta go for Gagey's uh, Arizona boy. You know, gotta, <laughs> gotta, yeah, 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 yeah. I, and I, I I just I just watched uh, a couple of the embedded videos, and uh, Gagey seems real relaxed, and he seems real confident, and that, that's a scary yes. Justin Gagey. That's a scary Gust, Justin Gagey. So that uh, I, I'm sure that's going to be a great fight. You know, what what an excellent example of a uh, with Justin Gagey is uh, coach and student. You know the way Trevor yeah. has put him, just has molded him so perfectly. I, again, that comes back to the Sasquatch because I feel like the better student I am, the better they mold me. The the, the faster I can help this discovery move forward. And uh, but what, you know, honestly, with the UFCs, I. I don't even, I just like, I want to see a good fight. Like with Rose, uh, you know, I, I, I think Rose is going to, is going to, what's her opponent's name? That, uh, yeah, yeah uh, I know uh, Carla Esparza. Carla. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. think she's going to smoke Carla, but I, I don't want that though. I want a good fight. I'd like to, I'd like to see people go out on their shield. You know, I'd like to see people get a good chance to, to see how tough they are and, and show their heart. I, I, I always want a great fight. First yeah. Well, nobody's throwing eighty-pound logs at us, so you know. You know. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're safe in that. So was that the old? Was that the old Sasquatch that tossed the eighty-pound log at you? Or which one was? Oh, that, no, that that was. They were teaching me a lesson again. That was me. Uh, I was being a, a bit of an ass. What was happening there is I was approaching a Sasquatch, like I was getting footage of, and there was a Sasquatch off to the right of me, telling me to stop, like growling at me. You can kind of hear it. Wah! He's growling at me. And I kept moving forward. And I wasn't supposed to. In those moments, though, I really uh, have a program because I do feel stress and I do get pressure. And so I put a program on and my program is just keep moving forward and keep filming. And that was the wrong program because they and I'll tell you that log that got gently lobbed at me. I don't know how they threw it so gently at me. That log was 80 pounds and the Sasquatch, the Sasquatch been been. 10, 15 yards away. I don't know how he threw it so gently or maybe i was just in so much of adrenaline mode that it hit me and i didn't feel the impact as much because it you know it hurt me like my shoulder even to this day is it hurts but uh if he wanted to i mean they 
he could he could have smashed me with that log. He maybe maybe it was a Shaq free throw, and he was uh, he was aiming three feet away from you, and you know, being a Shaq free throw, it hit you. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I'll tell you, it's gentle, and and if they wanted me gone that day, I wouldn't be here. So even even the fact that that my my teachers, I was gonna say my coaches, but my teachers, which is what the Sasquatch are to me, uh, really are are patient with me, and uh, you know they're. They, man, if, they, if a Sasquatch ever wanted me or anybody else gone, we would disappear. Nobody would ever find us again. There'd be no uh, hope. How many excursions uh, a year do you, do you typically do, Todd? Well, I start them in uh, May. So I'm starting my first expedition uh, next week. And I go one week in, one week out till the end of October when it snows. So usually right around Halloween, I'm done. So I spend half. And then when, when the snow falls, I don't, uh, I don't track them or follow them anymore. Winter is such a hard time to survive. I don't want to be pushing them around even even hunters they don't hunt in the winter because animals if, if you chase an animal once you're you're decreasing the likelihood of its survival dramatically and ultimately you know if you really are a hunter you should you should love the species or you shouldn't be out there and you don't want to cause harm unnecessarily so even even a hunter should want a, a good hunt a good fight you know have something amazing otherwise you just run it over with your car now um do let me ask something strange here. Do they have two rows of teeth and six fingers and six toes? You know, like like the red-headed giants, or is that, that a different species completely then? No, you have your red-headed giants? I have no evidence of such a species whatsoever. Sasquatch. Oh, they found this, it. This they though, found it. Yeah. The, the, they, the, they the, did? Yeah, the giants of, uh, well, they find the skeletons. The giants of North America and then all over the world, oh. they, they find skeletons of giants. And uh, oh. some of the red-haired and uh, they're big giant gingers, you know. But they have two rows of teeth, oh. six fingers, six toes on, on each foot and hand. No, and, nothing like that. Well, I, I'm going to I'm gonna offend you and tell you a truth that's that's uh, quite bothersome, but it's, it's an absolute fact. They They have DNA from this species. And they're literally able to breed with human beings and produce viable offspring. So by definition, they're literally the same species as us, right. which is uh, something I don't like talking about. But it's, it's like I say, it's in the DNA. It's a fact. They bred 19 times and produced viable offspring that have bred back into the population. So they have successfully bred with humans. And, you know, donkeys and horses are different species because if they breed, they create mules. But mules can't be their own species. They can't breed. So the definition of species is literally they've adhered to that where as much as the, how crazy that sounds to me, and I'm very uncomfortable talking about it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fact. They, you know, I can't argue with the DNA. I can't argue with the science. It's been proven and it's, it's just, a, it's, it's a real fact. So even, even to know that there is no pure Sasquatch out there potentially anymore, they've all been bred with human beings, which are weaker. I mean, we're smaller, weaker, even to be honest, you know what guys, we're dumber. We're not as smart as these this species i've seen it so many times i've been out with the best in the world the best navy seals and u.s rangers and military guys and we just get owned like the, the minute we think we're a step ahead it's just because we're so far behind they're literally three steps ahead of us that to get owned like that as a human being as an intelligent human being that has a plan and adheres to that plan and they're just dominating you and owning the situation well like you said we're in their neighborhood you know I mean, yeah on. Well, it's even it's even more than that because what what we've learned from chimp, even chimpanzees is if you put a picture of 19 things up and you drop it down, a chimpanzee is actually better than twice as intelligent as any human being in the world at memorizing things in the moment. So that's called intelligence in the moment. 
So when I'm in the moment with a Sasquatch, they're able to outthink me out of that. The only chance I have is the planning and organization of that moment. But they, they see that coming. You can't, you just, and why would I want to get the upper hand on these individuals when they're so amazing? I just, I even, I even feel like what I've gotten over to is I don't have anything to give them. They are, they are free from everything. Like, can you imagine a, a Sasquatch wakes up in the morning from a tree, rolls out from a tree, has no possessions, nothing. He's naked and he's, he's waiting for me to do something. I brush my teeth, I put my glasses on, I get my boots ready, I tie, I prepare my lunch. I do all this shit. Takes us an hour to get ready. He literally rolled out and was like, let's go. He's got everything he needs right there. He doesn't do shit. He is prepared. Now that is freedom. If you can really even, he wakes up in the morning and goes, I'm going to have a big orange sheep today because he knows exactly where they are. I'm going to go get salmon. I'm going to have elk. Like they live with that kind of freedom to do whatever they want. And nobody tells them what to do. They're completely free and transparent. And I'm trying to understand how that could even be to live that way. Like no, no bills to pay, not owing anything to anybody. You're just really, truly free. And uh, that, that's why I have so much. To, that's why I think we all have so much to learn from them because at the end of the day, the bills don't fucking matter. You know, the, the, the clothes you're wearing, the car, all that shit. We, we put so much faith that what's going on in our social media, how many fucking followers is what kids are worried about now. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Like that, <laughs> like what the, it's that, that's insanity. Literally the Sasquatch look at us and we're a bunch of zombies walking around staring at our goddamn little electronic devices yeah. that we can't do anything without. And they're going, man, you are so, like, that device is literally owning you. You can't oh, do anything definitely. without it now. It's yes. another control, you know, who doesn't, I see old people, old people, phone, staring at it, looking at it, playing games, needing their, that, that's another method of control and it's fucking working yeah okay you go I, you go to you go to a shopping ball and you just do a quick 360 try to find the one person that does not have it in right. your hand first first off it's, it's awkward you just can't shove it in your shirt pocket or something like this and what, what blows me away is that is the chick who's wearing skinny jeans that i don't know how, how she ever got them on in the first place with a shoehorn i imagine She's got that cell phone shoved in the back pocket. I think that's a thousand dollar computer, and it's screaming, "No!" Or yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby, yeah, yeah. But but th so that's that's what people learn on my expeditions. I literally have. Usually, it goes like this: the wife is a little ticked at the husband for going out the first year. Then he comes back, and he's 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 new. He's refreshed. And the wife will literally say, I want him to go out every year. I don't know what you're doing to my husband out there, but new, I want him new, back. New, new, new how, new free. how there. I'm curious as to what, 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 what kind of refresh, what, what kind of changes do you normally see? And, and, and how long is a typical excursion? So I do seven days. Okay. Seven days, seven nights, backcountry wilderness. First thing people will have trouble with on the first night or two is the silence and, and, and the nature. There's no voices. There's no even magnetic fields. We're so conditioned to be in civilization when there's no magnetic fields, when there's nothing but the birds chirping, the wind blowing, you just, you get calm and you feel serene. And the trees, people don't understand this. Trees are living beings. They're old and they're so calm. They grow so peacefully and you walk around barefoot and you connect to nature. You drink water from the glaciers. It's 20,000 years old, perfectly clean, amazing water. And you, you just, you go out there and you're Zen and you connect to nature. 
you feel it. You, 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 you can't talk to anybody because cell phones don't fucking work. I have never seen an expeditioner out there with their cell phone. They literally put it away. Maybe the first day after that, they put the damn thing away. We don't give a shit what time it is. When the sun goes down, we come back. When the sun goes up, we get up. When it's raining and shitty, we put on rain gear. When it's beautiful and sunny, we don't wear much. But we just, we just out there to just be and connect to nature. And nature will get to you. It'll get into your pores. What happens too is something nobody in the whole world talks about. When you breathe in all that, it's not just the fresh air. It's the plants that you breathe in. All that stuff goes in. It's carbon, but it's right. plant carbon. It goes in your blood stream. You have to repeat that. So on day three, you have to repeat that. You chopped her up. Okay, so on, on, on approximately day three, after they've been breathing in all the fresh air, and it's not the fresh air, it's it's the sap and the trees and the, the grass that you're breathing in. It goes yeah. into your bloodstream. It removes all the toxins. And on day three, people sleep 12 hours. Can't get up. And then day four, it's 10 hours. Day five, they want to get up in eight hours. They feel charged up and they're sleeping good at night because all the toxins are gone, not just from them physically and from your bloodstream and in your muscles and the fresh air. It's also the serenity that comes into your mind when you had nothing to do but just be at peace and calm. And God, I took my son out there for two days this year just to go do a little, make sure my trailer wasn't torn apart by the bears. He's like, Dad, I can't remember. Man, I slept so good. And I, the peace and the tranquility, you know, we, we are empathic. We do have that ability to, to hear our voices around us. Stuff affects us. And when you can just get away from that, and just disconnect and let yourself get back to nature. We're all natural beings. You guys are fighters because you were built that way by nature, not by fucking the civilization that we've constructed here. You guys are built from nature. And the more you disconnect from that, the more you're denying your true self. And that's what the, Sas the Sasquatch never disconnect. That's why they're so free and open. I mean, I, I can't even, they, they, I, I've actually seen Sasquatch scat and I took it into a, a Fairmont restaurant, a fancy restaurant, and I was looking at it with Survivor Man because it was so clean. You know, it's like deer scat, elk scat, right? It's clean. There's no human, any human being defecates and I'm going to throw up because, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's disgusting because we are, we're pretty gross. And, and, I, and I get out there and we connect with nature in this incredible way that just, it's so addictive. And, and that's, what, that's what this discovery is about is about people getting back to nature and reconnecting in a beautiful, deep, spiritual way that, that just opens up humanity, that gets rid of those barking dogs, you know, that shows what's really important, you know? Are, are you really clean? Like, I, I tell people before they come on an exhibition, eat clean, and I go through their diet. And you think, well, that's fucking crazy. You know what? If you come out and you're toxic, the Sasquatch, will, they'll smell your urine because you're peeing in the bush, and they'll stay away from you because they judge you based on your toxicity. Sure. sure. You know, and that's that's how real this is. It's it's emotional. It's spiritual. It's physical. It's connecting in every way. And they have no sympathy for the weakness. This is survival of the fittest. If you're if you come out there and you're twitchy and you're afraid, they won't fucking come near you. They don't need that shit. They're going to test your metal. That's why I think Seeger would like both Don Fry and Dan Severn, because you guys have been through you guys have been through the fire. You guys have been under pressure and Seeger understands that. And you guys will be better at interacting. And, what, what, and Seeger is the big giant male. He's the big giant beast. He's always watching. He's always paying attention. And, and something told me in just a vision, thinking about you two guys, 
that Seeger would love you guys. You're going to go out there and Seeger's going to know who you are and where you're from. There's a universal connection. He knows. I think that's why I'm here talking to you guys. Because eventually, you guys have got to come out and you'll see. And it's, it's, it's my ring. No bullshit. When you have your encounter, when you see a Sasquatch, when they come around and people are going to say, oh, Todd was hoaxing you, you're going to say, go fuck yourself. I was fucking out there in the bush. We bled. We fought. We survived together. Fuck you. I saw a Sasquatch. And that's what my expeditioners do. You don't fucking tell me because I, I didn't see a person for seven fucking days. We were alone. There was nothing there. And what happened couldn't have been done by a man, not just because of the physical power and the things that you saw, but most importantly, what you felt in your heart. And, you, and these beings, since they're so empathic, they'll connect to you. They'll, they'll open up channels in you that you didn't even know were there. And that's, that's freedom that I was talking about, that freedom to just let yourself flow and break open and, and let this individual, this incredible being, let him open you up in a way. That, that, I mean, that's the ultimate thing is when the Sasquatch comes around. And, and they don't come around for chumps. They don't come around for weak people. I've experienced it so many times, like this whole thing, something's going to happen with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a big hater of mine. And so now I'm going to go do Joe Rogan. And he's going to say, well, fuck you and bullshit. And I'm going to say, shut up, bitch. I'll take you out and show you a Sasquatch. But is he really going to get success? Is he really clean? Because I know, I know about you two guys. I've seen some bullshit with people and I don't know what to think about Joe Rogan and how he's good for this discovery. But I, but I know that, Don Fry and Dan Severin, you guys are special. You're cut from a different way. And, and I would like to hear your perspectives. Well, I, I like Joe. Joe's a good guy. He really is a mm. decent, really good guy. He just, um, Joe's had so much bullshit thrown at him. You know, he's mm. he's really, he expects it like, like being a cop. A cop thinks everybody's fucking lying, you mm. know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you train. Is that you know, like your first lesson? Everybody's a fucking liar. No, well, you you go by intuition, right? And and you're you're right. I mean, Joe Joe sees so much information cross his plate. Um, you know, yeah, he's uh, he's got to really put it through a filter. I think I think if he takes a, a real close look at what you're talking about, Todd, I think uh, uh, Joe's very open minded too. He really yeah. is. You know, and if it's if the science is there, and I I believe it is. Um, just to go back to what you were talking about on the health and wellness side, you know, Dan, in relation to medical cannabis, Don, Don as well, when you, when you, when you, when you smell the, the cannabis, Dan, when you were at the facility, the terpenes, everything yeah. that Todd is talking about when you're in nature and you're smelling nature, I mean, there is health benefits to that. There's huge, and, and that's stuff we don't measure. Um, you know, and it's funny re relating back to the cannabis with the terpenes. I mean, there's real medicinal value to that stuff. Um, and, but you don't correlate it to nature, you know? Um, I, I think you've got a, an interesting tact, Todd, in regards to health and wellness. And we'll get, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll just play up what you just said there, uh, the, uh, the stuff there, Kevin. I mean, I, I know that like when I go out to my, my, my one little island property there, I'm basically out there by myself. So clearing wood, chopping wood, splitting wood. Uh, I mean, it's, there's a lot of physicality to it all. And then you, you, you're prepping of your meals. And, and uh, you know, I, I love always having like a little bonfire that's taking place. And there's nothing more relaxing to me just to see the fact that uh, you, you've you done all this this big physical manual labor and you're, you're doing all this stuff to provide your, your heat. 
and that I, I got a wood stove that's over heating element uh, that is for this cabin. So I, I enjoy that because I, I, I feel it keeps me back in tune to where I came from. You know, growing up on a farm, you know, you, you always had to take care of the animals first before you got taken care of. You have to do it at a certain time frame so that you can still walk up and catch the bus so, so it should go to school. And, and then when, you know, when school is done, you don't just go home. You got your practices. It always depends on what time of season. Is it football season? Is it wrestling season? Is it track and field season? And so you might not get home or you might have been to an away game or something like that, away match. It might be midnight by the time you get, get, get home. Guess what? You still have to take care of those animals at that point in time. So yeah, I understand that responsibility. That's where, you know, I always kidly say that I, I, I've been living out of a planner pretty much most of my I think probably me by my junior senior yeah by my, by my junior senior year I was, I was already living out of a planner because of all the wrestling I was doing during my summer months and that well everyone else was just goofing off for the summer I was like always looking for the next wrestling tournament next one so that uh, I could gain recognition I could, I could gain achievement so that uh, I could go to college without having to pay for it you know ambition what about your hunting Don I'd like to hear about what you do and how you hunt partner i haven't been able to hunt in probably about 15 12 15 years um yeah probably 08 because my back my back uh was started going bad on me probably in 02 and um so i i uh, kept you know from 02 uh, on until, uh, let's see, 2011. Yeah, I mean, I, I was all peeled up, you know, just and just cheating my way through it, you know, <laughs> faking my way through it. And because uh, uh, it progressively got worse, and so did my drug usage, you know, to, to, to get there, you know. And that's that's a bad thing about it. You know, you just, you just uh, I'd go, go over to my doctor, say, yeah, just give me enough pills to make it to the next fight, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, then every time it just turned like that. What what did you hunt, though? Tell me about when you did hunt. Oh, hell, we hunted elk, deer, um, you know, basically birds, you know, your quail, your dove. Um, but, yeah, we uh like i said you get a mountain lion tag and mountain lions are year year round you know or you go out and shoot coyotes coyotes are just just uh garbage eaters you know of the of the animal world and so you just you, that that thing's a, they're a nuisance so you know uh you can shoot them you don't even need a license or a tag or anything but yeah you could pick up a wild uh mountain lion tag for uh $35 over the counter at Walmart. Did you ever shoot a mountain lion? No, no. Found a couple of dead ones, you know, and cut the head off and <laughs> went home and boiled it, you know, had the, the skull, um, you know, kept the claws. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're beautiful animals, beautiful animals. You know, I just, yeah. I, yeah, that's one thing you get a Amazing. question. Amazing. Yeah. You got a question if you want to really want to kill one or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what's what's the purpose behind it, right? So I'm uh, I'm going to start meat hunting. It's difficult for me though because uh, you know I, I admire what these I see what these animals go through and how hard it is for them to survive. Right. So uh, I'm very cautious about uh, you know wanting to be very you know equilibrium about it. Make sure that I'm harvesting the right animal, right time, and not damaging the species. Because I'll tell you one of the things that really was the first thing I learned about Sasquatch is they herd the elk. They herd and keep the elk like their cattle. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's, uh, yeah, the way they do that, even, even what, what I found out too is, so as, as a hunter, you want to get a young elk. You don't want to get an old nasty one. You can't eat them. That's for trophies. Right. The edible right. ones are, you know, the, the prongers, the two, three, four year olds. Right. 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 And this biologist that, that I met from a, a national park here in Canada, he did a study on a, on a herd that was being run by the, the Sasquatch. And he found out a stat that didn't make any sense. The mortality rate for the four and three year olds was like 90%. They were getting picked off like crazy. And all the other individuals had a higher mortality rate, except these ones that should be the strongest and fittest. And when he talked to me about it, I told him, I said, it's the Sasquatch. They're picking the yummiest, tenderest elk. And they're mostly taking the bulls because boys, you only need one boy to breed 50. It's just like what a farmer would do. And he was just so much in denial until I showed him the tree breaks and the tracks. And then he saw a Sasquatch and he realized that this incredible species is just doing it's there. It's, it's farming, but it's wild farming too. You know, like these are wild elk living out there, but when you're a big giant primate and you weigh as much and need to eat as much as they do, they're going to keep their herds and they do keep their herds. And uh, the way they live in that perfect equilibrium, it's, it's something that we need to, we need to really understand because it's uh it's amazing their relationship in nature how we can find a way to to find balance and uh to live healthy lives in all ways you know from from nature not separating ourselves from it are, are they are they omnivores or are they just straight carnivores omnivores yeah, yeah. i see it, well the other i'm not going to lie the other perplexing fact is the scat that i've ever found i've only found scat uh six times it's never seen any meat in it totally vegetative so i know they're herding the elk and i've actually seen i know what an elk looks like when they kill an elk one of the dead giveaways is they'll snap the ribs off the spine and they'll suck the marrow out of the spine and on the end of the rib so you'll find a carcass and all the ribs are broken off by being snapped and sucked out and that marrow is highly nutritious so can they can can digest raw meat then oh you know what a sasquatch would never besmirch himself to, right to, to cook eat, to, uh, <laughs> cook meat be, and, and i'm almost starting to feel that way i actually can't eat cooked salmon anymore i just eat it raw sushi right. got me on it right and and i'm i'm starting to feel that way as domesticated as i am i don't want it's like that salmon's cooked Ugh, get it out of my fish oh, I, right? I love i love sushi but i hate cooked fish yeah and yeah my, my, well even even meat yeah my who meat eats a, who eats yeah. a good steak that's well done right my I dad would have disowned me Right. If I put HP sauce or if I ever wore yeah. anything more than medium yeah. rare, he would have been like, you're not my son. Oh, I know. <laughs> He's the pop the horns off, wipe the ass and throw it in a plate. Call right? it done. So, yeah. Call it done. Yeah. 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 What's it, rare. One of the questions so, I wanted to ask you, Todd, was the science mm-hmm. of tree breaks um, and, and, and structures, the tree structures. Mm-hmm. Um, in, regards to, in, in regards to the herding of, of the elk, and the tree breaks. You mentioned that. What 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 is what is that all about? What's what's that? All about? Well, the, the, when you, when you they they are trying to communicate with us. The tree breaks are a form of communication, telling us to not go past these particular barriers. And of course, human beings completely disregard them and are completely ignorant about it. And it's it's it it. And I'm going to swear it blows my fucking mind how right. ignorant human beings could be. Like this, a tree break. I I demonstrate it really well. Uh, you guys would understand. Like when you take. You take this, what they're trying to do with the tree break is they're trying to impress upon you, not just that they're there, but the power they have. They take a tree that's, let's say, five inches thick, and they do a pressure break. So they'll break it like this, which is impossible for even a gorilla to do. I don't even know how they get the power to do this. So I look at these tree breaks, and I'm absolutely fucking astonished. They don't use leverage. 
like leverage, you can break it. They will literally, it's called a pressure break and it shows because the break is so clean. Looks like, looks like, like, like they snap the neck clean and they do this and we disregard it and we don't understand it. And it's, it just, it just shows me how ignorant human beings are to like, people will walk past it and walk under it. And the Sasquatch is up there going, how, what, what the fuck am I going to do before it gets through to you pinkies that I'm trying to goddamn communicate with you? And they'll do dozens. I've, I've seen, I've seen hunters come up and go, Holy shit, the whole force is all falling and, and it's directional breaks pointing at his cabin saying, dude, you're cool, but don't go over here. And he will literally, these guys will, I go out and I try to demonstrate, dude, that's not nature. Like that doesn't, that doesn't happen naturally. They're trying to tell you something and let me help you. But people are so goddamn ignorant and, you know, thinking that I'm, I'm crazy. I, I'm the guy out there saying wrestlers will whoop your ass. And I go, no, those Kung Fu guys are awesome and amazing. And, and they weren't, were they? How many? Well, what's, what's interesting is, you know, when you had Meldrum out and, uh, and, and Les Stroud mm-hmm. um, and, and the way they were really looking at these tree breaks, yeah. uh, it is, it's fascinating. It's, uh, you know, what, how, how is this done? You know? Yeah. You know? It's, just, it, it's really, once I show people, you really feel like, wow, we're just that ignorant, aren't we? Like we've been looking at these things. Even I, I teach people all the time. And, you know, this one guy in Montana is like, dude, I, I, there are tree breaks. They've been happening here since like my grandfather. Like there are 80 year old tree breaks here. And we were completely disregarding them. And the Sasquatch are literally leaving us this fucking broken tree pointed right over the trail. Like, hello, hello. Right. Just, we just complete. we'll go, oh, no big deal. And, and, I, and I take out brilliant men like the PhDs, like Survivor Man. Survivor Man had no knowledge of this whatsoever. And now... I mean, he's he's absolutely convinced of the fact that this is done by Sasquatch. Was he and, in the uh, there one time, or has he been uh, been a couple excursions with you, Dad? Or four, four different times. He's been 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 out in the world. We've done four episodes of Survivor Man Bigfoot, and every episode, he live interacted with Sasquatch. He actually got a photograph of the top of the head of a Sasquatch. So that's why that's why the Joe Rogan thing comes in because he goes on the Joe Rogan show. And Joe Rogan says, you know, my footage is fake as fuck, quote unquote. And uh, Les is like, well, I was out with him. And, you know, the, and I, I, I'm not normal. I, I don't want to be normal. That would hurt my feelings. You know, Les, Les will say, you know, the guy's a little out there. He does some crazy shit. But if you listen to what he has to say, you know, now what about it's, the, uh, it's impressive. What about the apples you leave for him to eat? Yeah. Well, this is how smart they are. If I put cameras out. First of all, these are the greatest trackers that have ever lived. Yeah. Uh, those those stupid cameras always have a piece of glass on them. You're never going to hide that. But what's happening that I hope people can understand is if I'm trying to trick them, if my intent is this apple comes the consequence, that energy is off and they won't touch them. <clears throat> if I go out there and say, you're my teachers and I admire you and respect you and I'm giving you this apple that's organic and clean to nourish your body out of respect for you being on this land, they take them every time. And, I, and I've proven it a dozen times. I just proved it last year. I had an expeditioner come out. He put an apple up and he said, I want him to walk over here so I'll see some tracks. This is a good, honest, amazing friend of mine. And I just shut my mouth and I said, can I record you saying that? And he put his apple up and they took every apple but that one because his intent was wow. derogatory and negative. And energy matters, guys. <clears throat> it matters so much when you're dealing with these beings. It should matter in every walk of life, shouldn't it? <clears throat> It, it, it should, but uh, that's not the world we can, we basically live in. The time I'm curious as to how many 
How many Sasquatches are in a tribe or is it just a family unit? How many are typically together? Well, this is just my theory is it's a male dominated troop. And, you know, he has a family with his harem of females. So, you know, I'd, I'd say I've seen as little as five individuals in a troop. And then I've seen potentially as many as 20. But, but again, that's just my working theory. There are other okay. people talking to me about there's, there's potential. So, so they're, mu- they're Muslim and Mormon then. Right, right. So, well, it's 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 gorilla. Gorillas do that. They have male dom, and that's what happens when the males are significantly larger than the females. It's called sexual dimorphism. So you can tell it to your girlfriend. Well, I'm so much bigger than you. I'm not meant to be monogamous. But uh, but uh, that that's nature, right? Lions are much bigger than the lionesses, and therefore he commands a group. Whereas you get birds, males and females of the same side, they're monogamous, right? So and, and it follows through with cheetahs and, you know, so many different species. So I, I really I use nature, a combination of nature and human beings or old world human beings, what the Native Americans and First Nations people did, because they seem to be kind of on both sides of the, you know, they're the ultimate natural nature being powerful and strong, bigger than a gorilla. But they have an intellectual capacity that even clearly I'm not even making any bones about it. I've never. I've never seen anything, any being so intelligent. Like even looking, I've looked in the eyes of a Sasquatch. And man, that individual was clean. I had I had feeling from him. I could understand what he was doing and why he was there. Like they communicate with us in that way. And uh, it's when you can get to that level and have that kind of connectivity with with a brilliant species like that, it uh, it's just changed my life so dramatically that you you can you can see the passion in me. So it's, it's powerful. And, and, and I know this is going to be literally, this isn't just some, Oh, we discovered a billion. This is going to create a paradigm shift in the whole world that, that brings us back to integrity and truth. The old night code, you know, where we could literally have a politician up there and we could know what his intent is. Cause we can feel it. You can't hide it from us anymore. We know what that man is about. We know what kind of goodness is in his heart. Cause we can all feel it. So we had that. We had that. They cheated him out of office. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, what's it going to take to make this discovery then? Uh, I, my teachers are going to show me. It's it's literally okay. uh, a year ago. Someone really put me to task and pushed me, and and from my heart, the next I said four years. So now I have three years. Um, the the things that are going on right now are so amazing. What I've been learning, even even in humanity, there's a movie called Fantastic Fungi. Where it's talking about how we're so connected and how plants move us and all the things that that mushrooms do and their connectivity that nature is really speaking and communicating out there. And when you connect to it, you feel that. And, uh, you know, there, there are animal communicators out there like Anna Bachman. She's very famous. If you haven't seen it, you should watch the, uh, it's, she, she talks to a black Panther. It's on YouTube. It's very incredible. It's, it's impossible for her to have faked that. So these, these brilliant people are becoming very popular and famous, even third eye spies where the CIA was doing remote viewing where they can see what's going on far away and picture this stuff police officers have been using it in psychics this shit's been going on for a long time it's just that we all have that ability but if you train it and work it it grows and if you don't and if you dumb it down and stare at a fucking device all day and worry about your social media and you're surrounded by electromagnetic fields you're you're gonna damage that ability that natural ability and it turns us into sheep and and that's got to end we've got to line up all of us we've got to stand up for what's right because i'm terrified that the sheep are going to start running things it scares me 
the way you're a victim and it's always abuse. And, you know, I, I, I like the old way of thinking, you yeah. know, I appreciate that. I know things had to change, but not to where the squeaky wheel and the victim is, you know, everything. In charge, it's, right. it, it's really an atrocity. And, but, but, but that all ends with integrity. That all ends with complete honesty and, and we can get there. We have to get there, guys. We have to. If I'm right, and we can, I can feel what you're thinking, Don. I could, and I can't. I can. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. I understand. I get it. I I understand your old school. I understand. I I can really, really. I'm I'm working on my empathic ability. And I can really, really. I can feel your pain. I can feel a a a, a woman damaging you. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about you, and I, you know, and 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 I feel I feel. The dad in you, it's powerful. You know, I love my little girl. Man, I treasure that little girl. Oh, my God, she's my heart. And family court tried to take her away because I'm a man, yeah. you know? So yeah. uh, it's, 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 it's horrible. And that, all that shit can end. We can really have a world of justice and integrity that, that we dreamed about as children by just being transparent and honest. Because that the, the hate and the lying and the, the wheeze, that's all negativity. It's a sickness and it's weak. And, uh, and... I want to overcome that for the next generation. I want to leave that for the children, a world where we can just have that level of communication. And we're going to, we're going to evolve to it. You got to see it coming guys. They're teaching it in every psychology course in every university, that empathic and telepathy is an absolute reality and, and they're right. And the fact that that's right is you can't lie anymore. I can literally sit down in a room with you and I can feel that energy. Just even, just even two days ago, I took my little girl to her day home. She's three. And some dude was like following and looking and I, man, I got angry. I felt like this, this, yeah. this, there's something wrong with this son of a bitch. And I put my, my little girl went away. Luckily he took off and I was pissed. I wanted to go freaking, I, I was like hostile. So I phoned the police and uh, I talked about the vehicle and everything. They came out and they found him. He is, he's a pedophile. And I felt it guys. Like that's, that's mm -hmm. powerful. The police were like, how the fuck did you, did you recognize him or something? And I was like, no, but the hair was standing up on the back of my neck and he had sunglasses on. He was trying not to look, but I could just feel like that's my little girl, man. And I just got so primordial. And, and these are new instincts that I'm just learning at this stage in my life that, uh, you know, that are powerful, that are important, that we, that this, this yeah. should be nature. Who, what, what dad doesn't want to protect their child like that? Yeah, we should be Have developing that, feeling, that. Right? Yeah. And, and I am. And that's what the Sasquatch are doing. They're helping me develop that. They're helping me acquire this ability. And, and it's nature, guys. Like, I, I actually recognized it because I can tell if a mountain lion is stalking me. I can feel that cat energy. I've done it 20 times. Every single time, I could just feel that cat, that, that tail moving, that he's thinking about coming down and stalking me. And it was, at least with the mountain lion, though, I can feel the nature in it. I can feel it's his natural predatory instinct. What I felt with this person was it just just made me so like for me to call the police. I don't call the police. I handle shit myself. I don't right. have much faith in the police right now, <laughs> but I knew I had to do something that that guy was around and uh, and it worked. And yeah, we all need to develop that. We all need to have that. It would I mean, Yo, Dan and Don, when you guys had the stare downs, especially with you, Don, because you've had some some really interesting stare downs. You know, when you look at a guy's eyes, because I know from a cop being a cop. I mean, when I walked into a room, especially because it was it was it, it, it was never a good thing when I walked in the room as a, right. as a cop, right? Yeah. So you're, you're reading people and you're getting your intuition in line, like you're saying, Todd. When when mm -hmm. you guys were walking into the cage and you were, you know, at that stare down, 
what did you, you could you could you see is there any any one uh instance where you knew you, you had the guy yeah you're looking you're looking for weakness you know you're, you're looking yeah, well, whatever, whatever whatever you see i mean because i'm sure you saw the the antithesis of that too with some of the guys you fought well they say that the window or the eyes are the windows of the soul yeah so you stare into their eyes you know and you you just burrow in there and you yeah. find that weakness you know and if yeah. it's not there then you fucking put it in there <laughs> well, that's yeah, yeah, exactly. But are but are you looking for them to turn away from you, Don? What what is it when you're staring at it? But what what are you looking for? I mean, if if they do turn away from you, what what is, what did that say? Yeah, the eyes that turn away, the blink, you know, what have you? Yeah, anything to show a little sign of weakness, you know, to say, hey, listen, this is me. This is all about me, not you, boy. You're just you're just along for the ride, and it's gonna be a short one. <laughs> 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 you know, from being a cop, I mean, I, I, I you know, you, you were, you would make eye contact all the time and you could, I, you, you, you could, the, the cards were being revealed. You could see who was the, who was the bad guy, who was the, where the, where the intent was, whatever, the, whatever you were dealing with. You're right, Todd. It's, it's really just tying into that instinct, you know? Yeah, and, and they call it instinct, but it's really, and it is, but at, at another level, it's, it's within us. It's in our, it's in our nature to be that way. Right. And, and if you can understand, just you have to take my word for it a little bit, the Sasquatch, they all communicate with each other instantaneously at all times. They're in each other's heads. They're connected at all times. So the level of communication between them, the level of love and integrity in those families is beyond my understanding in, in my lifetime. But <clears throat> that's why they're so, that's why they stay away from us because they, they know about that deceit. They know about that deception in it. It's 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 evil, isn't it? It's horrible. Like it's it scares them to, that we can lie to each other, that we can lie to ourselves so much, you know. And going back to that, Don talking about when there was no fear, he wanted to go get it. That's actually what I felt from that guy. When I gave him looks before yeah. when I was walking my little girl, and he was like, he wasn't afraid of me at all. And that's what made me want to go put the quote unquote from Don Fry. I wanted to go put the fear in him, and I felt like like I'm not I'm not a violent guy, and I don't feel anger like that except when something crosses you know my beautiful children yeah. and I, I just I was envisioning going and breaking that glass and ripping them right out of the car and putting <laughs> some fear into them you know I was I was angry and uh, I was going to do it too I was going to go back and make sure exactly what I thought you're not afraid you come around my little girl you better be afraid Yeah. so you better well, be terrified that, that, that's, that's parental yeah, yeah, that's, that's a whole different animal right there when, you, when you're protecting your family that that's mm -hmm. uh I can, I, I, it makes more sense than when you talk about the Sasquatches and getting close and that they'll get, they're, they're just going into protection mode. This is my family, you know. Yeah, and can, now can you imagine that? You've come into my home to, to, to harvest one of my family? Oh, I, I, I tell you, you guys are getting in, you're starting to break this. The, I do not want to be there when there's a 900 plus pound group of primates that throw rocks and know their territory, they'll they'll knock your ass out with infrasound. They've been doing that forever. Like you, you just, there's so many levels that you don't have a hope of getting through there. Get, the only hope you have is that they just go, you're pathetic and we're just gonna stay away from you. Cause you're crazy to come out here, you little ant peon and think you could harvest one of my family members and being connected and close to, on their land. This is my house and you've come to kill me. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're starting to understand this is I, I've been doing this for 15 years and I really get how they 
I've seen their devotion to one another. I've seen and felt their energy and their pure, pure freedom and, and openness and integrity. And some scumbag comes out to hunt one. Like you're just like, you, you walk out of there by the grace of them letting you live. Cause I don't, I, I don't think I would be mad enough. If you came to hunt one of my family members, I don't think I'd be mad enough to let you walk away unscathed, honestly. Right. So I, I give them that respect. It, it's just the point of though, like you're not going to fight a five-year-old. Some five-year-old is going to come kick your ass, Dan, Dan, the beast Severn, Don, the predator fry. And you're just going to laugh at him, right? Are you really going to take that fight? Come on. He's a little kid. Right. He's barking, but you know what I mean? Like right. you're not, you don't know what you're messing with here. You need to grow up a little bit. And that's literally where humanity is at is you, you don't, I don't even worry about people really going, to, like the American government could go in there with Apache helicopters and napalm and fuck them up. I get that with all the technology we have, but a group of hunters, even a well-organized group of hunters, or mercenaries, I, I talk to those guys. I'm like, guys, let me try to explain something to you because you just don't know what you're up against. And I'm only here to help save your lives because if, if the day comes where you start getting close, that's when they're going to retaliate and you're going to be sorry you were ever born. These guys will they'll crush your skull with a freaking like a tin can with a helmet on. Like I've, I've literally, when I say they're twice as strong as a gorilla, I'm lying. It's at least three times as strong. You're dealing with cold weather primates that hunt and fight like, like tropical primates. They can, they only have one kind of muscle fiber because they'll overheat out in, in, in our continent, it gets cold. So they have slow and fast, twitch and denser muscle fibers, like a, a 400 pound bear is much stronger than a 400 pound gorilla primatologists tell you like you better be terrified bears are incredibly powerful and we just don't give them that due and and a sasquatch has that bear power except they're 900 pounds and 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 they have technique they understand how to move properly uh, i've seen it so much anatomically they walk in a straight line and it looks like models do that but when you're big and powerful like that and your hip rotates properly and you move perfectly fluid you're going to walk in a straight line. And that's what this, it's a well-known fact. The Sasquatch walk in a straight line. And the way we move out like this, if you look at the way the hips rotate, it's, we wear out the hips. The knee joints aren't working properly. Like it's, it's very anatomically inappropriate, but we can get away with it. Cause what do we weigh? If you're Brock Lesnar, you're 300 pounds and you're huge, right? Most people are, you know, a buck 50. When you're 900 pounds, your body better move in perfect fluidity with perfect naturally designed technique. Like the speed they move at when they get when they get in a rush. These guys are so amazing. I had a, I remember I had a standoff with the Sasquatch once. Accidentally, I was pissing him off. And when he came out, what he did is I, I had a gun and I I, I kind of reached where I exposed my gun. You know what he did? That bugger pressed up against a tree and compressed. I thought, what the hell? And he looked at me. He's like, go ahead, reach for it. Let's see what happens. He's about 80 yards away from me. And I, I didn't want, I was like, whoa, whoa. I saw the look in his face. But I realized, you know what he was doing? He was pressing up against a tree. He was going to shoot off of it. Do you understand? Like a runner coming out like of the block. Like a spare block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No bear mountain lion does that. And he compressed, man. He was like, Burr! like his body was like compressed. He was ready. Even his arms were like, I'm ready to explode like a sprinter. And I'm coming for you. You draw that gun and it's going down. I was, And I felt his energy that way. And I was like, so these days, up, <laughs> these days are cold. They're all cold weather or are there some in hot weather, warm weather? I, I only have, when you start getting down into like uh, Texas where they have little deer, yeah. no, no elk that I know of. The bears are small. I don't have any experience with those uh, species. I went to Alabama and I just had to get schooled because, you know, with the water moccasins and the diamondback right. snake and, even even there's no ecology there. I was in the Talladega Forest 
and there's no there's no bears or mountain lions they've killed everything like it's a very unnatural place now but there are sasquatch there so and they and they felt really cranky and what like, about, like southern americans actually yeah you know, i'm gonna say what about property. south central and south america you got them there no no it's uh Too hot. It, it seems to be just uh, like even up into Russia and China, the Yeti's there. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the Yeti is like a, it's it's definitely a cousin, a subspecies of the of the Sasquatch. But we have we have the biggest, baddest bears, and and the the bears and, and the tigers too that live up in the cold. They're the toughest animals in the world. The further north you go, the tougher the species get. Mm. And uh, our Sasquatch are uh, even even your ability to think. Neurons fire across a synaptic gap so much that you overheat you can't get smart these guys live out in the cold like there's so many levels of anatomically they just have so many advantages but most importantly though is darwinism is survival of the fittest we don't know about that anymore everybody makes it right. babies are born at like four months old and they're keeping them alive yeah, and we all get we all get a trophy too yeah we all get a trophy. right right <laughs> oh don't even get me going about that the transsexuals and I, I you know literally i i'm i'm still in court I have full custody of my children, but I'm still going to court for just whatever bullshit. They literally asked me to identify, and I'm very happy to identify as a bipedal hominid. You should see the looks I get there. Yeah. yeah. I'm bipedal. I walk on two feet, and I identify as a hominid. That's my way of saying. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on. How many victims? Jesus. But anyways, right. and that's not toxic, toxic masculinity. That's just uh, you know I, I don't disrespect uh, I, I I have I have I've had gay friends they're born gay whether you believe in God or what that man is gay he doesn't want to be gay but uh, you know give him give him his due and give him his rights but too much of the victim Jesus this victim thing is a victim 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 like when do you say just suck it up and get your shit together because because right. I sure <laughs> want that and I say that to my children you bump you walk it off. That's my, I hear my precious little girl. You walk that stuff off, little girl. She got big blisters on her feet. I took her on a hike. She had shitty shoes on. Her feet are bleeding. I'm like, little girl, that's enough for you today. I'm carrying her. You know, she's tough. You know, she's powerful. And we all need to, we have to have some sort of toughness. Otherwise, you know, what the hell's oh, the point of this? Get, get gobbled up in today's society. I mean, you better have a little bit tougher, tougher idea. Well, the cool thing is, go ahead. No, I just said you you better have a tougher hide idea, especially in today's society, because we just too many dandy pandy type of people right now. Just just because uh, words hurt, Dan. Words, words hurt. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, what happened to that? That little kid's uh, rhyme there: "Sticks and stones may break my bones, but uh, days will never hurt me." It's like going <laughs> now. Everyone's like going, "Oh, you looked at me mean." Oh, yeah. hoo hoo! I think ah, put your your bad panties back on and let's go. <laughs> Listen to this. I took an anger man. My, my wife attacked me and threatened to kill me, and I had to take an anger management course. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. I found out in anger management, this apparently this is violence. Yeah. I was just violent with you. Yeah. Uh, no violence. Look at the look at the. I'm sorry. Look at the fucking definition. It means putting physical force upon somebody. Create a new definition because that's not violence. If I give you a dirty look. I wasn't violent with you, but that's the way they teach it, and that's the facts, and that's in the courts now. If you give somebody a mean look, you're being violent. You're, you're, how am I opposing physical force upon your body with a look? Right. Like this, this is the this is the degradation of our society, not right. just masculinity. This this is violent right here, you know. Right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so 
you're you're thoroughly expressing your feelings, and I appreciate it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that th- has no problem on that. No, no filter. Yeah, that's, no filter. That's it. <laughs> well, that that you know what that is though. That's that's transparency. That's honesty. And I, I look. I have to have that. And everybody can be like that. I my favorite people are people other people call asshole. Well, he at least he tells it like it is. At least right. with him, I know where I stand. Right. Right. Where's the where's the value? That's that's enormous value to me. I'll have that guy in my corner because I you know if, if I'm being a pre- I don't even, I I am at, I'm at the point now where I, I I do have a level of fame. I do have a documentary. I am, I am out there, and I get these ass kickers kissers, and I tell you they're they're the most despicable people. I want I, I just I just can't wait to get away from them because I want somebody who stands up. I want somebody who tells it like it is. I want somebody who. That that creates power and cooperation. That makes me strong, right? Somebody who's what, asking. What are, what are those people trying to seek from you, though, Todd? The ones that you're talking about, what that are that are just trying to get in, get in with this event. What are they trying to? What are they trying to get from you? I guess. I never, I never, st- I never hang around long enough to figure oh. that out. It just washes away from me so quickly. I'm really, yeah. uh, I, 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 I am kind of an asshole. You know, I, I do rub people the wrong way because I'll call it like it is. I'll call it like my girlfriend's son. He was a bit of a, he, he's trying to tell me that this isn't happening. This isn't the way it is. And when I proved it was right, I rubbed his nose in it. He was rubbing my nose in it that I wasn't right. And when I was right, I rubbed his goddamn nose in it because he needs to damn well understand that this is the way it is. This is the way we roll. And he, and he refused to accept, accept responsibility for him being wrong. So I really rubbed his right, nose in it, right. you know, because, I, I, and, and you know what's going to happen is he's going to go away and he's thinking about it. And he will man up, and the next time he'll show some integrity. Because I, you gotta, you gotta do that. If you, you can't just well, there, create the society. There was, of a, there was accountability for their actions. Mm. That's why I say there's no accountability for. We, we allow people to get away with things all the time, but if, uh, mm. if there's no accountability, we continue to lower our, our, lower the bar. And that's mm. why I say we'll get. I'll use one good great example: physical fitness inside the United States used to used to mean something. You and I think it'd be like in junior high, the presidential physical fitness award. If you could, if you could do all these different exercises within these time frames and stuff like that, uh, you you would get this presidential physical fitness award. I mean, I I don't I don't I think that's been done away with for for quite some time because we continue to lower the bar, we lower our standards. I've been going. That's why I like one of my old training facilities at because these are my standards. I'm I'm I get to play God. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I prefer it that way. I always tell people the doors that allow you to come into my facility also allow you to leave <laughs> if you don't, if you don't like my rules, right? That's the beauty about this. These are my rules. This is my property. This is my country. You better speak my language, you know, and abide by my rules. Otherwise you may leave. Absolutely. So. But I, I'm just again. I'm just big about just I, I get these things. Are, I've said before on other interviews. Even if I have a little youngster, if I'm teaching a kids class and I see a little youngster, he's got his head down, scuffed his feet coming on in. I put I put my arm across the door like like a clothesline. Walks he he bumps right into it. He looks up at me and, and I go, okay. When you come into Mr. Severin's class, what are you supposed to do? And he goes, I'm supposed to look you in the eye and I'm supposed to shake your hand and I'm supposed to say hello, Mr. Severin. 
Again, but it's, I always tell people, I'm not going to promise you I'm going to make your child into uh, a world champion or anything of that nature. Yeah. I go, but I guarantee you, I will make, I will give you back a better child, a more mm -hmm. respectful child. You know, because even if I've even had to have, I've had to ask some parents to leave because they'll, they'll want to sit in and watch. And then they, they, they see that little Johnny Jr. or Susie Q keeps running back over to mom or to dad. I go, okay, mom or dad, you got three choices. You can either, uh, Drop off, pick up. You go into this other room over here, and for that with this golden hour, why don't you get a workout yourself in, and you'll feel a little bit better about yourself there, or you can take your child and leave. I go, I'm not here. I go, I've never lost a child yet. They'll get along. I go, but you're hindering their their development. They have to learn how to play and integrate and and, and get along. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but. Uh, when you when you talk about when you talk about what what we dealt with as kids and what kids how they how they manage some of these kids today, I mean, getting bullied. We all got bullied. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. it's all about how you deal with that bully. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, uh, you know, again, uh, you, you had to learn one way or the other, mm -hmm. and you you know, our generations, you did. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, good or bad, you did. You know, yeah. you can't say that. I, I, I still get bullied. People still try to bully me yeah, because no. I learned how to deal with that when I was younger and get, get but, rid of that ego. I, you know, but, every day someone uh, tries to bully me. A lot of it now is is what they call cyber bullying. I mean, if, if they don't believe in your same opinion, they all hide behind the the, the keyboard. It's like mm -hmm. the keyboard warriors are going, you know, Todd, you're crazy. You're like this. They'll, they'll, they'll type it up. But they, do, they, do they have the balls to put down their real name or anything like that? No. It'll be some, you know, fictitious name of uh, Big Cat or whatever like that that is said. You know, so I go, that's where I, I used to do a couple of these uh, early on, do do a couple of interviews. But then you have people that would, you know, try to type in things and, and, and uh, uh, from from a uh, corner, quiet corner, something like that. I go, I, I won't do it. I go, come in here and say this to my face. I doubt if you'll say that to my face, especially within arms reach or something like that. You aren't going to say it to my face. So, but you, you, exactly. I, I had a, one of my very first showings, a couple of uh, crypto guys, apparently they were pretty famous. We're in the, my hometown at the time. They said they were going to beat me up. So I stood right there and I shook everybody's hand who came in to watch my documentary. Cause they also, at that time I was having them sign a petition for species protection that I, that I presented to the Canadian government. So I, that was my purpose was to get that rolling. So I stood there the whole time. And then these guys went on line after and so yeah, Todd went up the back way and blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you the response from people that that fucking Todd stood there the whole time and he shook people's hands and he looked in the eye and he asked you to sign the petition. And I know who those guys were. I remember them coming and giving that little look and going around me. I look them right in the eye as, as a reflection of my character, not as a reflection of their right. power. I stood there yeah. and you, and, and maybe, maybe I would take a beat, but you know, I stood there, I stood my ground. I told it like it is, and I don't have anything to prove like that. You know what? Even, even I used to tell people this too, you know, Dan Severn will whoop your ass. Does that mean Dan Severn's right about everything? He's, he's a better fighter than you, but does he mean, is he better intellect? Is he better at physics? Is he a better, if Dan says that four plus four is five and he whoops your ass, is it? Right? Like how, what, what does a fight really, you know what a fight proves? A fight proves that that day, at that moment, you were literally in an altercation and you won that day. It really proves nothing else. When you can get to that logic of it with people, 
you know, I, I hope that there can be some understanding that, you know, it's because I've been in fights like that and I, I proved nothing. You know, my mom was a nurse in the hospital and I sent a guy to the hospital. And he was a prick to my mom. I was like, I don't want to put people in the hospital anymore. My doctor friend of my mom had to deal with this asshole, you know, because <laughs> the attitude continued on. So and then it's wasting Medicare money. It's wasting doctor's time. It's just a waste to even put damage on people like that. So I, you know, I gravitated off into uh, I, I, I feel peaceful because because I am I could be dangerous. You know what I mean? Some people say they're peaceful, but you were never dangerous in the first place. That's a definition <laughs> I've been coming to learn, too. Right. Well, well OK. Did you learn this through uh, your study of Sasquatches? Yeah, I get I, I'm not sure. How yeah. type of person were you before you started to do these uh, going off on these uh, week long uh, uh, trips? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Expeditions out into the, to, to the wild. What were you like before? And, and, and have you learned this like this inner peace or this tranquility just by the study of Sasquatch? It's, it's mostly Sasquatch. They are like you know. I I was I am a I'm a student of. Of, of survivor man he's a teacher of mine i take him out and i show him my stuff but he teaches me so much i learn from from even uh people that come out on expedition with me that ask me good questions i've but it's really the ultimate i've well my, my children are my greatest teacher they're number one my son is 13 and my daughter's three yeah. i've never learned so much as 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 i became a father and i've never been so inspired to do sasquatch research because because todd standing doesn't really amount to much in the bigger scale of things but, but as a conduit, I can help people understand this discovery happening and that'll change the world because the Sasquatch are so powerful. And I, I, tr I try as a student of theirs just to even, you know, understand a little bit of the freedom and the tranquility and the connectivity and the amazement that they are. And uh, <clears throat> it really inspires me in a lot of ways to, to, to grow and be, it, I, lost, I lost faith in justice a long time ago. Yeah. You know, you see yeah. it in contracts. Lawyers are liars. Judges are, fuck, you know, they're just so many bad things. So many innocent people go to jail. And I grew up being a fan of Superman and Batman and The Flash and believing in justice. And it got taken away from me. And now I'm passionate about that again. Because it's, it's you can't have justice without truth. And, and courts and lawyers and shit, they all want to bury the truth and hide it in paperwork. And they shouldn't ask you whether you committed the murder anymore. They should ask you how much money you have. To defend yourself mm -hmm. you know look at oj simpson hired a team if he was broke he'd have went to jail you know and we all sit by and go hey did michael jackson rape that kid oh he paid some money and he got away with it did anybody else in the whole fucking world just hear that he was yeah. accused of molesting a child and he gave money and it's gone how the fuck does that work did, did that happen or am i crazy no, my exactly, fucking crazy. Yeah, that's exactly what the yeah. hell happened. I don't because because I'm not saying he's guilty or innocent. I'm saying he paid fucking money. I'll tell you if somebody molested my child, there's not enough money. No, ever. You know what I mean? You're going to fucking. I want justice one way or another. It's coming for you, and that happened. And America and the rest of the world just sat there and went. Nobody even complained. Right. That's that's the world we live in to this day. That shit's going. Now you might as well just. Uh, Commit murder and have some guy go to jail for you. Well, look, look at Kane. Look at Kane Velasquez. That happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, look look what's going on with Kane Velasquez. You know, you know that whole topic. That's uh, you know that's that's kind of a reflection of what you're saying. You know? Yeah. So it's, well, it's he's uh, he's getting cheated though, man. I mean. Oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I mean that uh, guy's guilty as fucking sin. That piece of shit. Yeah, and, and he and it turns out that uh, what he didn't he get out on bail and everything else. Yeah, they Kane won't, they won't give yeah. Kane bail. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's so, uh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You know. But but this 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 world is worth it's it's we we're we're gonna evolve the 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 strong the love the positivity integrity. It, it'll the cream. It's we're in a shake right now, and just gotta let it settle, and that cream will rise to the top. And that paradigm shift will come, and that's why I every day I wake up early and I stay late and I work hard because this discovery really, really matters. It's not just again, it's not just about some new species. It's about a complete paradigm shift. And 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 the governments already know. The American government knows that these these individuals are highly empathic. What happened was there was one that was uh, captured through a, ch- a chain of events. It almost died. It had a fish hook in it. And uh, they did, did a simple surgery, removed it, and they kept this female. But what happened that was amazing was, so the, they have a female Sasquatch, and she's in a compound. And, what, and there's a woman who's cooking her food every day. And the Sasquatch would see the food and salivate. She wasn't in the room with this person. This person didn't even know there was a Sasquatch there, just making food as she's told. So they'd notice every day the woman would be cutting up food, and the Sasquatch would go, mm, num, num. So did an experiment. They made her do some rotten stuff, make some nap. And the Sasquatch would go, ugh, I'm not eating that. And she's not in, she's in a different end of the compound. And that was the beginning of them understanding a being that is so telepathic that it can just, and, and those, those things are a reality. They exist. We have that ability. As I said before, we're literally the same species. We just have to learn. Like you work on your wrestling technique. Like you want to work on your physical ability. Wrestling and fighting is a mental game. And so is empathic. It's, it's all those things. It's being healthy. It's eating good food. It's getting sunlight. It's vitamins. That's a way to get your power and your third eye and your empathic ability up. And it'll, you know, I'm, I'm taking a, I'm, I'm drinking only filtered water now. And I'm taking this supplement that cleans the calcium out of my third eye. And it's fucking working. I'm starting to feel things. I'm starting to like, like my son is putting things out to me. I was sitting down yesterday reading a paper about somebody from Mississippi and my little girl, she can't read. And I'm thinking about how Mississippi is cool. And my little girl goes, says, what's Mississippi, daddy? Oh, you like Mississippi. How did, what just happened? The, the calcium and the domestication and all the crap that's in that pineal <laughs> gland, it's called, is getting cleaned out. And I'm connecting in ways that are amazing and brilliant. And that's not, that's not what pharmacies want. That's not what governments want. In my opinion, and I think they've proven that. Well, they want us that, to stay dumb when and that moment, when, when that moment happened, there, Ty, did you actually look at your daughter? Did you did you, uh, did you answer her? Did you? Yeah, uh, I talked to her. I couldn't. I could. Well, I had to get in the moment and go. I had to stop and go. I didn't say Mississippi. I just opened it and read it. I'm reading it and I'm saying it in my mind. Yeah. And I just I hugged her and I you know I I forgot about the whole Mississippi thing and I just started uh, just getting into her energy and trying to you know. Just living the miracle and really understanding that my daughter is, she's, she literally, and she's three and she said, Mississippi. And she smiled. She goes, Mississippi's making daddy happy because I was getting excited about doing this thing. And it's that, it's, it's even, even understand that love and that, that happiness that I felt was easier to communicate with her than (coughs) me being angry or frustrated. Those emotions are harder to communicate. Yeah. But you, you can actually feel that off of different people. You can feel an aura off them, whether it be a positive aura, a negative aura, but there's different things that you feel off of people. And most, just, of just, just, most of the time. You know, what, you know what would be interesting? 
you know, Dan, you know, the EEG we were talking about? Yeah. The diagnostic, doing a, doing a baseline and then going out on an expedition and coming back and taking a, a, a wow. post-test. Would oh, you yeah, to see, to see, yeah, to see the, the changes. Yeah. Would you be into that, Todd? Oh, I'd that's a that's an excellent idea. I, would, I love the science. I'm a good science is yeah. my foundation. There you go. Yeah, that'd be amazing. That's well, well, I, th well, I think you'd see a, a bigger difference is if you took one of these, uh, okay, city slickers. Okay, you take one of these city slickers, and now that they spend a week out in, yeah, the, the wild like that, and yeah. then you do do a brain brain scan <clears> on them again. I think you'd see a greater significance in it than they would off of off of Todd or, or off of yourself because, you know, you, Todd's been out there so many times on these different ex expeditions and you from, from a law enforcement background, I think you've got kind of a different uh, mindset there already there, Kevin, as well. So I would think that if you brought one of these newbies, especially someone that's more of a city slicker that will be pulling out all the, the latest, newest camping gear, <laughs> <laughs> price tags out of still probably. And, uh, yeah. No, I, I, really, I, I, Todd, I think you're onto something on the health and wellness side. And I don't think I don't I don't think you're reinventing the wheel. But, but you know, you know as far as as far as you know bringing nature back to people. But but I, I really do believe. I mean the data for this, like we're saying on an EEG, would be really fascinating to see blood flow patterns to the brain and 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 what's going on in regards to uh, um, you know voltage in the brain stuff like that. You know it's yeah yeah, yeah. fascinating stuff. Yeah, I know that they did that with. Uh... People walking around, what's it called? Uh, grounding, where you walk around barefoot yeah. on the earth, and they did those those brain scans, and you know, tremendous uh, results. Like really, your your body is designed to walk around in nature. Surprise, right? To connect with nature, to eat good, healthy, natural foods, no right. chemicals and pesticides, and uh, and that's that's another thing too. Is I feed people, you know, organic, really healthy, good, natural food, you know, as best I can, and. Uh, it's part of the cleansing process out there. And it really, it just, it makes such a big difference. And, and in a, in a discovery of this magnitude that is this hard, it's very challenging. It's, it's a challenge within yourself too, more than anything to grow and to like what, cause, cause the Sasquatch are so intelligent and complicated as a student, I'm always trying to figure out what's that next lesson. Cause they're always trying to communicate something to me. And it's so hard for me to understand it. Cause I'm so ignorant. I'm so domesticated. And uh, it's 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 really one of the most challenging things I could ever think to do for anybody is to really get inside yourself and force that inner growth and look at yourself in, in, in new ways to be transparent. And uh, from that, I'm, I'm so grateful for them to be, you know, like that, because even even to again, I'm talking about so my children were taken away from me for three years. I was accused of everything under the sun and you're guilty of everything till proven in a sense. I have my children now, but when I was doing Sasquatch expeditions, literally when I would go out there and I was upset, man, I was like, just to tore my heart out, take my children away. They're everything to me. And so uh, have, I grew up there. Have, you, have all this, you have all this negative aura about you, yeah. negative energy, you know negative aura. They stayed away from me. You know what the message I got was? Go to your fucking children. Like they don't understand. Like why? Why would you? What could yeah. keep you from your why children? Are you out here, you should be back with your family. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly the message I got from them, for years. And I'm out there like, help me, teachers, and you know, please give me some guidance. And like, you're toxic, man. Like, go to your children. Like, if someone took my children, I'd go to them immediately. Right. So, and even even brings them to be more fearful of our society. Who would dare take away your children? Because we can see, Todd, that you love them and adore them and treasure them. We can see 
that you're a really good dad in the right kind of ways. What kind of an evil society would take away children like that? And, and the answer is that's, that's our justice system, you know? And, and most dads don't win. I was a lucky one because I'm in the right place, right time. I have, I have the money. I had the time to spend hundreds of hours in court to buy expensive lawyers. You know, most dads can't do that stuff. They have to work and, and that, that fucking disgusts me. In the United States, 90% of people that are incarcerated are from fatherless homes. You think something's going on there, kind of? Yeah. You know? Wow. It's you a know, cash the, cow. Right. The stats right. are through the roof. Dads are important, man. Masculinity is very important. It's very natural. If you don't, if, if you don't love and kiss your little girl, you don't give her that masculine affection. She's going to go get it somewhere else. Right. So that, that instinct that you have to love and nurture is it's, it's nature. It has to be there. You better do it because man, I I feel it, you know, and and as a father, it's very natural for me to want to cuddle my daughter and hold her close and love her. And, uh, you know, all well, the stats. It's all, the, 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 all about the security. I mean, children want to know that they're loved and they want to know that they're safe. I, I, I held my daughter skin to skin when she was born. I put her right on my on my chest. And the doctors are now encouraging that. Like that's they get their body heat and their heartbeat starts and their yeah. lungs open up more sure. when they're on. And, and not just on somebody. It should be on the parent. because right. The children can feel that energy. And now we're talking about birth telepathy. So, and I've, I've had the most spiritual things happen. You know, <clears throat> when my son was born, they, they wanted to take him into a different room and, and I, I couldn't get away from him. I felt my heart pulling out of my chest. One of my first real deep spiritual experiences was my connectivity to this little tiny nothing that I was just bonded to in a deep, and I literally, I could feel my heart exactly where it was in my chest and I felt it pulling towards my son. And uh, that was, that's why I say my son was one of my greatest teachers, but that even, that did transfer over into the Sasquatch and this research and understanding the integrity of it and learning to love a child soulfully connected to them the way all the Sasquatch do, to be in a family that's connected and loved and adored and treasured like that, the way the Sasquatch have that family. And now you can start to understand why they won't even tolerate being around most humans because that, that could damage their precious family. We're, we're literally toxic in a certain way where they won't trust us to be around their children. And by extension, they won't be around us because they got to set an example. So really, the, at the end of the day, when you're from, I know a lot of people out there going, well, Sasquatch don't even exist. It's all bullshit. But at the end of the day, I'm from the perspective that this is why we don't know they're there. And it's the answers are so obvious. It adds up to making this species more real because they can't be stupid. They can't be dumb. They'd be making mistakes. They can't exactly. let their dead lie out there. They've been putting their dead away for hundreds of thousands of years in a holy place. Right. Before we ever, and this is a fact, we actually know Gigantopithecus did this. 200,000 years ago, they're evolved from Gigantopithecus. They were putting their dead up in caves. Well, can't, but Giganto can't do that because humans didn't do that till 20,000 years ago. This species can't be more advanced than us, but they are, and they have been, and they still are. We are the masters of civilization and domestication. I don't know how good that is. I don't think it's very good at all. And they are literally the masters of the wilderness. So I I can literally show you how they've been teaching the Native Americans their spirituality, their beautiful connectivity to nature. The Sasquatch are the shaman that have been teaching that. The term Sasquatch, properly translated, is wild master. 
So master of the wilderness. That's what the natives called them. Oma, these incredible, Winchastatunga means tall teacher. The natives called these beings teachers. So, you know, it's it, all the evidence to me just shows a, a magnificent species that, that we're not ready yet for. But, but I think the time is here. And I think that's why I'm here. I think that's what my job is, is to create that continuity because they are communicating with us. And I am out talking to, to big, important people. And, uh, and this discovery is, for God's sake, we need it so bad. I don't well, even... well, I'm sorry, Danny, did I interrupt you? Please continue. No, no, that, that, that was okay. the end. We just need All this discovery so badly. If, if I, I want to definitely put a couple of different plugs as we're going through, through our talking. Where can people get in contact with you or do you have a, like a website, some, some social media uh, uh, right. outlets that uh, if people want to watch, follow along, or if they want to be involved in one of your expeditions out, out in the wild? Yeah. Uh, well, I, discoveringbigfoot.org is my website. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and <clears throat> really, though, the way you get a hold of me is do something, create some action, and then manifest it. So I, I find people by even Kevin. I don't even know how I found Kevin. So I've, I've, I've manifested this. I've been a Don Fry, Dan Severn fan for freaking since you guys were first. I, I've been watching Thank UFC you. since the inception. Like I, I, I wanted this, the whole UFC fighting thing to happen. I have a big warrior spirit inside of me. And uh, <clears throat> I, I always admired you guys. And uh, Thank you. so, and, 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 and just, I'd like to say great respect for the major changes you guys have made. Uh, Cause he did, he made major changes. Uh, fighting is, 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 is part of our history. We're warriors. I'm, I'm here because somebody uh, 10,000 years ago, knocked somebody else over the head and beat his ass and then bred. And then, you know, that's why I'm here. And I, <laughs> I feel that. And I feel like what you guys did, you know, the way you built the UFC up and, you know, created that, that transparency and that truth about fighting and the fighting spirit, uh, I think it's really, I know it's helped people. It's, it's helped so, it helped me so much just to uh, find my way and not, not want to push down that warrior spirit that, that is, the people do call toxic masculinity. And I call it, well, you know, the protector and my protective instinct to keep my family and my community safe. That, that warrior spirit that's very healthy to have. It's not toxic masculinity. Oh, okay, that's where uh, Don, Don actually came up with with the name toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. so, you know, when you look at politically speaking right now inside the United States, uh, what is the mm -hmm. very worst thing to be? That, that would be like a, a an older white man that actually has a yeah, job yeah. that that still identifies as being <laughs> white. And, and I think you know, did did yeah. Don or I have any slaves? No. Did our parents have any slaves? No. Did our grandparents yeah. have any slaves? I mean, it just go when you, when you yeah. have people talking about white, black. Brown. I mean, it's uh to me. I always tell people the only thing that Dan Severn and Don Fry, Fry hates is stupidity, and there's way too many stupid people in our world. <laughs> yeah, you know that that should be gone. Bye bye. You know, I wish I could talk to Sasquatch to say uh, this person <laughs> needs to go, that person yeah. needs to go, and uh, the world would be a better place. See, Quinn understands Don Fry. That's that's his dog's name. That's not his lap right there. Quinn, that's the biggest love in Don's life. Right love here. of my life, yes. She's very handsome. No, it's a she. She's she's the brains. She's the brains and the beauty of the operation here, man. Yep. Oh my yeah. goodness! I needed a minute to look at her before I could see she's a she. She's pretty, she's pretty beastly. That's yeah. what breed is she? English bulldog. English bulldog. Yeah. Oh. 
Look at that. You ever see the way the Don, Don plays with when he gets that rope and she's, she's, he picks her right up and then he starts swinging around in a circle, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She just chops right on down. She loves it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have a Roddy. I'd call her right now, but then she would smash over everything and knock everything <laughs> over the place. We'll just leave her sit in the corner over there. She's nice and happy. But th- th- that's that's another thing too is you know communicating with your your intelligent that that that's not just we say animal and often people say it with a disrespect. Right. That's a living being that has thoughts and feelings, and you can communicate with her. Right. I I do it with my dog all the time, and you should. That's really a good way to practice because your your beautiful dog has less paradigms and is more open to that that te- tele- telepathic communication and uh what what you can do with her you can start doing with other people close in your life so you have a daughter right Tom? i have two yes sir two two daughters okay and no yeah, son no, eh. no not anymore not anymore okay now, animals are, are, are very raw and their emotions and stuff like that. You can see the emotions on, on, on the animal's face. They're they're truthful. That's what, what you like about animals. So and even, animals. even kids, I mean, little children, yeah. they're very they're very truthful and stuff like that. They're they're either they're happy, they're sad, loving or whatever. I mean, they're, they're, they're very very truthful. They have to they have to learn things from adults. I hate to say it, but they have to learn. The traits they learn about being deceitful or lying or things of nature—it's—it's it, it's stuff that they have to learn from adults. Absolutely, that's Absolutely. sad. And it's—it's it's very, yeah, it's yeah, it's very important that we unlearn that stuff as adults, and you know, because it, it just sneaks up on you so fast, dumbs you down, and just messes you up. And yeah, I—I I, uh, I get, I, I feel like the Sasquatch are the ultimate expressions of that. That it's it's like they age. This is just how I feel, but they age, keeping that innocence, but adding the wisdom to it. And we seem to be aging, with you know more paradigms and more ridiculous things pulling us down and domesticating us, and less with the wisdom. As much as we try, you know. And uh, well, that's that's an interesting yeah. question too. How how old are do are they? Yeah, are they a lot like us as far as age? Mm-hmm. You know, as far as aging. Or do they live uh, longer? Or no, I wouldn't think so. Just because it's nature, they have hard winters. Their right. their teeth will rot. They don't brush their teeth. When your teeth get rotten and you get infection, you die. So there's really in, in nature, there's no sympathy for for weakness at all. And and old age, I mean, where I live, you know, it's minus forty for two months. You know, it gets right. it's, it gets damn cold out here. If you're not tough, like really really tough, like my native teacher. Uh, he lived a long age, but like you could see it in his face, like he was weathered and he had huge wrinkles, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's nature, nature kicks your ass. So what I, do you, I, what do you estimate the time, the, the, uh, the, the longevity of a, of a, of a, of a good, good life for a Sasquatch? What is, what I would think you... uh, 55 to 60 years wow. maximum. Like your teeth okay. are just going to rot right out. Right. Yeah. And, I was going to say, as soon as you said teeth, the, uh, the, the dental industry. When that happened inside the, like the United States at first, that's one of the biggest things that helped to have people live longer. Because as you right. said, as your teeth start to uh, rot out, stuff like that, when it kind of like talks stuff like this, if you start to consume anything like that, it goes right in your bloodstream, right to your brain, boom, and you're gone. Yeah. So, I, went, I went and shot a huge bear last year that wouldn't leave this particular field on this Indian reserve. He was huge. And then we shot him. We looked at his teeth. His teeth were gone. They were all worn down to nothing. He couldn't leave there because that's the only food he could chew and eat. Right. So interesting. Yeah, dentition yeah. really. And when you have no teeth, you can't gum it and be a Sasquatch. 
So I, I hear lots of weird things. People saying like they have a hundred years, 120. I don't, I could be wrong, but I just, I can't see it because nature just isn't built that way. Yeah. It nature, and, and the hard, the hard winters, like you said there, that just, yeah. uh, even just even just a hard life too you know like uh i, I don't think even even in the hotter places you know you go to the southern united states the heat kicks your ass you know extended heat like that so uh but it, just nature is tough nature is uh nature is unsympathetic and and we've really lost that and, and i hope people can understand there's just like how tough beings that are surviving nature are there's just zero fucking sympathy that it's it's the problem with again going back to this they're saying we're toxic and they're saying this is all unhealthy no we're just trying to be tough we're trying to we're trying to keep that history of what made us great was that toughness it's it's going the way of nothing because everybody gets a ribbon like you know why even why even train what the fuck is the point you always win what's the point of eating what's the point of sleeping well who gives a shit just just fucking show up and you win that's that's the end of that's domestication at its finest, and we should be afraid of domestication syndrome because it's terrifying. It creates yeah. stupidity. It creates ignorance, toxicity. I mean, La- it's laziness. Evil. Yeah, laziness. Oh my God, where's the ambition? Like I hear you talking, Dan, about your book and you're doing this and doing that. Dan, there's, Don, there's no way you weren't ambitious as fuck, taking your pills to get back in that ring. And, and, and that's the scariest thing I see is people just have no ambition. They just want free money and get the government. And, and they, don't, they, don't, they don't set goals for themselves. They don't try to try to do any better because why should I do any better? They think that's all part of what I call socialism and that. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's empty. I, I, yeah, it's empty. You know, yeah. What's you, the you point? What do you, what do you wake up purpose. for? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What's the point? What is the so, point? And, and and you got to think, this is what I've learned with Sasquatch research, is they are literally the exact fucking opposite of everything we are. To go out there and to have success with them, they might be a similar species, but when you like to walk on the trails, they hate the trails. They want to be in the dense bush to be covered and surrounded by wilderness. They don't want to be exposed. When you think something and it's black, I guarantee you they're thinking white because they're just so absolutely the opposite of us in so many ways. And, and that's the that's the that's the brilliance of it. That's the enrichment to this species is to create more more open thinking and, and just get back to nature. People like, holy shit, go on a hike, get out even so much you can do to connect. Go go sit by a tree and smell its sap and the leaves and, you know, just get back out into nature. Like I, I, I do rituals with people. I do earth rituals and water rituals. People people have like out-of-body experiences and all i did was a simple water ritual where i connected them to the life's blood of of that earth in that spot takes 15 minutes and literally these guys are just like i can't believe i just connected to nature like that same thing with the earth experience where i connect them to the earth in a deep soulful way and they just i, I could see their eyes they change is this like something, you lo- so much is more this something that, that you learned from the, the, the local natives the, 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 the Cree, my Cree teacher taught me that but you know what he'll tell you the Sasquatch taught them that. And I'm, I'm seeing so much evidence of that. Like literally the way they hunt and move, the Sasquatch do that better. And it's like, who taught who here? Who is the one, you know, passing this wisdom on? And I can go into it so much more. Like it's, it's really, it's, it's, I'll, I'll tell you though, it's vividly clear to me that the Sasquatch are the ultimate shaman and connective 
spiritually beings in nature. And they, you know, they, that's the first thing I teach people on expedition is uh, an old native story that goes short like this. One a long time ago, the great spirit came to man in Sasquatch. And he said, here's fire. You can take this fire and it'll keep you warm. It'll cook your food. It'll keep you safe. But it represents technology and it'll separate you from nature. And once you accept this fire, once you go down this road of technology, you can never come back. And all the Sasquatch know this story. So they know if they ever pick up an axe, if they ever start a fire, if they ever, you know, keep something as a possession, they're going down that road of technology and they look at us and go, we don't want to end up like that because they love being a Sasquatch. They love nature. They love being free, like freedom to the heart and soul of them spiritually. And I literally dropped an ax once on a Sasquatch trail and they went around it like 15 yards. They were like, keep that goddamn thing away from me. Not only did they not pick it up, they feared it. They built a new trail around it. And I'm thinking, oh my God, these guys are so, they get it. Like they just, they know it and they understand it. And literally, we, I could never go. I could take Survivor Man. He can't survive in the wilderness. If I put Survivor Man out in the bush and I, naked, they say, don't use technology. He's dead in two months. He's the best in the world. I take a Sasquatch, do the same thing, come back in five years. He's fat. He's got his big feet up, chilling out. I love nature, right? Who's, who's the tougher, better, stronger species? Oh, Even, sure. Let me tell you this one last thing. This is so cool. We found this in the DNA. So if so, let's say this is orangutans in the DNA. Gorillas, chimpanzees, and humans are here. And we always thought that the Sasquatch were here. You know what? They're over here. They are literally a more advanced hominid than we are. And it shouldn't even surprise you. Because what I've told you, based on all my research and studying, is they're bigger, stronger, faster, smarter. They are literally a more advanced, better evolved hominid. And I should have proved that to you just by telling you that the amazing Les Stroud survivor man could never survive like these individuals. So, uh, and, and, it, and it doesn't just work with survival. It works with spirituality, works co with connectivity. In overall happiness and freedom, they're the ultimate teachers. And that's why I'm so passionate about this discovery. Let, let, let me jump in just ask Kevin a quick question. Kevin, I, 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 you said that you actually have an excursion date set up right now with uh, Todd. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I, Todd, I, I definitely want to seize the day uh, for that for that uh, expedition in September. So, yep. uh, okay. you know, I'll uh, I'll follow through with that, and mm -hmm. you know, um, again, if I can help. Your, your, you know, you know, you on your back end in any way mm -hmm. I, you, you think I can, but mm -hmm. uh, there, there are some topics here that we discussed uh, with this, uh, the health and wellness on the, on the EEG side that I'm mm -hmm. fascinated by now. So yep. uh, we'll get into that discussion for sure. And, and, and again, after, after this happens, we we'll definitely would like to have uh, Todd, you and Kevin back on after, after this ex expedition. It's just so we could talk about what uh, what Kevin saw on, on this uh, ex uh, exhibition. Mm. And, uh, you know, just kind of take it from there. Uh, but definitely, uh, I, I'm not here to cut you off to tell what sort of you, if there's more things you want to talk about, but uh, I don't push in your uh, website again. It was discoverybigfoot.org. Is that what you said? Right. Discoverybigfoot.org. Then you can learn a whole lot more. And uh, is there inf information about these different ex uh, different tours? Yeah, there's, an expedition, there's an expedition page that yeah. uh, I mean, it's it's tough to get on expedition with me because uh, just it's 
I have 20 people that come back every year, more than that. I can only take maybe 30 people out a year. I always take some new people, but, uh, you know, even, even just watching the movie, uh, there's nothing special about me. Watch my movie, uh, stand on my shoulders and go make the discovery happen for yourself. Watch my YouTube videos, you know, any, any, there's, there's just nothing special about me. Anybody there tougher, smarter people than me out there, be one of them and go make the discovery yourself. You know, uh, for, for, for people that, that care that, about it, for people that want to check out some of your videos, okay, YouTube, but but would it be yeah. underneath Todd Sandy or would it, would it be underneath yeah. Discovery, Todd Sandy, uh, Discovery Bigfoot or how? Just how Todd Sandy. I do live shows uh, all Wednesdays except when I'm on expedition. So, you know, it's, it's not hard. To, yeah, just just keep looking for Todd Sandy. And, and I, I tell you too, it's uh, if it's important, manifest it, work for it, create the action, but. I tell you so many people like, I can't believe I got a hole. It's just something happens where I'll sit down or hit the computer for some reason. I'll do something preposterous and check my Instagram or Facebook or look at some email that's, that's special to me. And boom, there's survivor man. Boom. There was Jeff Meldrum. So I really, I, I move forward. Like the universe is guiding me on this discovery and uh, things keep falling into place for me. And it's, it's not a coincidence. I, I create absolute impossible miracles all the time. It's because I'm I'm guided. Like there's just I don't know what you call it God or the universal connection, but something is guiding me because we need this discovery. It's, it's so important. What's happened with COVID and the the, the wool that's being pulled over our eyes. Uh, there's there's too many. There there are a lot of people that are called toxic out there who are not. Oh, and uh, and there's there's a lot of good people out there that really. Are, are helping me manifest this just by creating that belief just believe in in, in, a, in a greater don't don't let the don't let it get you down because this is this is not going to be the future darwinism is going to happen one way or another the survival of fittest is going to happen one way or another sure. in this day and age fit is about integrity and honest and love and passion and and ambition to go make shit happen because the people that have ambition to make stuff happen are the ones that started the ufc that won the heavyweight championship of the world and created change right so it's 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 you guys' responsibility too to do shows like this and to, to put your put put your good energy out there i don't even uh it's it's not toxic it's just uh it's it's old school and uh we could use a lot of man, we could uh, use a lot of old school we need to yeah, get some it, of that old school you call it old, old school or we just simply call it common sense or, you know, but a common sense is not very common <laughs> common sense isn't very common that's anymore. abuse that's true what do you mean you're common sense and i'm not yeah. you abuse yeah, no. <laughs> no been uh, been a real pleasure here uh todd uh i think uh thank you. any more last last bit of questions or uh, thank you very much it's very informative, we, man. Learn a lot. Have, Thank you. Definitely want want to have you have you back again, especially yeah. uh, as Kevin takes off on, on this uh, expedition there as well, and uh, to, to to find out what happened on, on the, that excursion, and to see uh, see if you know if you actually uh, interact and uh, see and uh, love the you know, get again. I, the date that Kevin gave me the dates out there, but I I already have those books right now. But I would like to definitely would like to do one of these down the road there with with you because I I enjoy being out uh, with Mother Nature. It's uh, even as I talk to you right now, I'm actually at my training facility property here in Coldwater, Michigan, and uh, I have all these woods in that back there, and I have a little campfire type area that I'm always like to sit out to. And usually, mm -hmm. uh, when when we're back in the normal days. Every Sunday night, 
around seven o'clock, I would have a campfire out there that uh, I never had to tell my guys. I, I told just once about it that every Sunday, as long as I'm in town, <laughs> there'll be a campfire out there to where come on out, just sit around. Just a yeah. bunch of men sitting around. Whether with, you talk, with 50 pounds of marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I've, and I've roasted a few marshmallows there as well. So, yes, I have. I'm not, uh, I'm not ashamed to say that, that kind of stuff there either. So just just, just, just men hanging around with men. And I think there's just uh, not enough of that uh, male bonding taking place anymore. So, mm-hmm. Well, I, I appreciate, too, you guys. I've been thinking a lot about the Joe Rogan stuff. And uh, I... Uh, I, I trust you guys. So if you say Joe Rogan's a good guy, he's a good guy. Then, uh, then that's uh, I, I, enough said. So I was I was a big fan of his for a long time, and then uh, you know there's controversy, and I don't know what's bullshit and what's real. Even even to do with me, I see people just completely fucking lying about the stuff that I'm saying. So everything gets turned around so much. And uh, but Don Fry and Dan Fever, no one. If if they say he's good, then uh, that's good enough for me. I, I I am a huge fan of you guys, and I am gonna. I'm going to meet both you guys one day. I'll be happy to shake your hands. Uh, oh, definitely sure. going to happen. It's a, it's, it's a thing. It's, I don't have a bucket list, but this is just something I need to do one day. I need to shake the hand of uh, the old school UFC champions. And uh, I, I really admire what you guys have done and much respect for, I, I, I kind of see where you guys have been and the shit and the, you know, all the stuff that you guys went through. And uh, I'm very grateful for, you, you know, it's not a small change you guys have made. It's not a small change. It's a big deal. The, the stuff that's happened because of what you did Thank in you. fighting it's it's no small deal you know Thank you. and uh i'm very grateful for what you've done so you put you put your asses on the line and uh walked into those cages and <laughs> yeah nothing but admiration for me i try to people ask me that a lot you know like how do you push forward how do you it's it's no different than walking to the cage in my opinion it's yeah, been a no, big inspiration exactly. in my whole life you know what made you keep doing that what why didn't you quit? Why did, because this is what I had to do. This is my job. This is my place. And it, you know, it's, if, if I'm not going to do this, then I need to get a new fucking profession, you know, cause, cause I have failed and I have, I have quit inappropriately, but I got back up and I brushed myself off and I didn't quit the second time. I learned from my mistakes and I grew that, from them. That, 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 I can say that's just human nature. I mean, that, that we're, we're all mm-hmm. going to have, roadblocks or had, had, had to do some few turns and uh, hit a few dead ends. It's kind of like, how do you react to that adversity? How do you pick yourself back up, dust yourself off and then go, is that the best you got? Let's go yeah. some more. You yeah. know, Cause I can do better. I can do better. And I am getting older and wiser, smarter and growing. So, uh, and with, with age comes wisdom and, and uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I've had fun doing the show. I, I have, I have good energy better than normal because uh I'm talking to two guys that are no bullshit. Are you kidding me? Dan Severn, Don Fry, come on. The beast, the predator, exactly. come on. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. Todd, Todd, yes. I'll be in touch. I'll be in touch. Thank you very much, Don and Dan. Thanks, guys. Kevin, thank you very much. Definitely want to have you on. For, to, we'll be talking about different aspects of uh, CBD, oils, and, and a lot of other Absolutely. things that will help uh, health and just keeping people healthy and around longer with their exactly. life exactly so, it's important thank you thank you thank Kevin, you guys. for joining us thank you and, very much uh, Todd last big push there for Todd uh, standing uh, for his website discovering bigfoot.org definitely uh, check that out or check out his YouTube 
uh, underneath Todd standing and, uh, you know, just simply, I guess, type in some things that deal with Bigfoot or, or YouTube Todd standing, and you should see a lot of his videos there as well. So this is Don and Dan, Toxic Masculinity, signing off. Bye-bye. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. You better like, subscribe, and share or I'm going to come to your house.